Welcome, conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Tonight we have a very fantastic guest, a Patriot that's uh, really been a big part of this community, doing a lot of research and dropping down gems to to really help educate a lot of people in this movement. And before we start the show, I'd like to recognize a couple of our sponsors. I'd like to recognize recognize Mike Lindell and my pillow. Mike Lindell has been a guy that has been exposing some things that a lot of Americans haven't been paying attention to before President DJT stepped into the arena. And now we can see so many things being uncovered with our elections. And, and a lot of us have been activated to take that real serious. And if you can go to MyPillow.com and, and give Mike Lindell and his employees some support, uh, it would be highly appreciated as we've seen that a lot of his lawyers have dropped out of the case against Dominion. So if you can um, give Mike Lindell some support, this guy has put his his name, his reputation, his livelihood on the line to, to expose so much evil to the American people. And if you go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CPNN, you'll get up to 66% off your purchase. And now for this fall, you'll get up to 80% off your purchase. And last but not least, I'd like to recognize the late, great Dr. Zelenko, a guy that really went to bat when the pandemic was uh, in full force. This man was saving lives, even though that they were trying to make things harder on him. He didn't stop saving lives. And if you go to ZStackLife.com, you'll see a lot of gems that he left behind for us. And use promo code CPN, you know, you will get 5% off your purchase. And last but not least, I'd like to introduce Derek Johnson. Derek, thank you for joining us. Well, good to be here and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, most definitely, uh, Derek. I mean, there's just so much going on right now. Um, and, and I know you specialize with a lot of research in the, the law of war manual. So if you, can you go into the kick Trump's laws and orders and how it per connects to what we stream today? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a, it's, I had a friend of mine today uh, was texting me and a couple of friends, matter of fact, and I even have to bring my own friends back in and hone them in um, because, you know, majority of people, um, I mean, I have to, I don't walk a fine line in a different manner, like trying not to offend people in a different way, but it's always trying to find a way to, to go look, you know, family members who are in the military, like if you have family who are in the military, they um, are good at what they're doing. Uh, everybody has an MOS or a job that they do inside the military, but military is a need to know basis um, and current military members. So active guard and reserve, um, you know, they it's, they're on a need to know basis. Um, and it depends on what rank they are, but uh, so many family members are trying to ask their uh, their relatives who are in the military what's going on. Um, and a lot of them don't know because, one, the military doesn't teach you uh, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. It doesn't teach you any of this stuff. Um, so you kind of have to know that, and they want you to know that. And I had a, I had a lieutenant colonel um, at uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, that, I mean, every week, he would ask a question on Monday, give you time to research it during the week. And on Friday, he'd ask a question 
um, that he'd already given you the subject matter. He'd already given you the questions. Um, and he wanted you to read during the week. He'd ask it on Friday. And whoever answered the question would get a challenge coin. Well, challenge coin's a big deal in the military. Um, and it's kind of like obviously winning a trophy. Um, and so he'd get so frustrated. He'd get literally get mad and angry and pissed because so many people, 230 people in one room and two or three people raising their hand weekly. And it was the same two and three of us doing it. Um, you know, and he would, he would get frustrated and mad and he'd just start yelling and saying, all you people who raised your right hand and take an oath to the constitution. And none of you know what you've been fighting for. And a lot of you, many of you in here uh, will more than likely take the fall. Um, and you won't even know why you're, you're, why you're dying for your nation. Um, and I know that some people think that's harsh. And then you got the, the people out there that, um, you know, don't like the John Wayne style of, of discipline and uh, the old school uh, style of discipline. But, you know, you wonder why we got to where we are. Well, it's because we lack discipline. Our, our, our nation is, is complacent and spoiled in all the right ways. But at the same time, President Trump says it all the time. We're the last in education and we spend the most in education. We spend the most and we're the last in education. Um, and our education is based on another kind of model, has nothing to do with um, knowledge or anything of that nature. Every system we have is a system that man created in a man-made system based on those, uh, you know, whatever the guidelines are and whatever the, whatever the statutes are. Um, and so, you know, you either love our nation and want to know the history of it, um, or you can just stand back and watch the ones who do. Um, and, and that ain't what we need. We need as many on board as we can. Uh, but, you know, there's a hairline difference in, in the military. And then, you know, how do you apply what I'm saying? And I get a lot of those questions and they're great. But, you know, the military don't need people acting in a military capacity if you're not one. Um, and then you got civilians out there that, that don't know how to apply it. And I just received that question yesterday and I said, you know, I'll address it on the next little show that I do, um, wherever that was going to be on my Facebook or what. But, you know, someone said, well, you know, how come you claim military occupancy and you claim uh, continuity government? But they uh, if this is all optics, how come Hawaii keeps happening and how come uh, Israel happened? How come Ukraine happened? Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, you weren't told about those. And you weren't you. But most people didn't get mad until they were told to get mad about it. Uh, there's been wars and casualties been going on for many, many years and no one cared about it. Um, and so, you know, what I'm trying to do is, is say, look, you don't have to be a veteran to know what's going on. But if you want to know what's going on, then you have to know the language of what's going on, the terminology of what's going on and what's going on is is actually something that every person that is listening should want to go take and show their friends and family and and say hey look i don't care how you live i don't care who you like none of that you only god can judge you on that but what is taking place right now is the most biblical monumental historical operation known to man and it's all in current bipartisan legislation and so like my last post today I put up, I said, you know, Christians, a lot of Christians and, you know, I know I have to look in the mirror myself and I do. So I understand what I'm saying.
But a lot of Christians claim to be Christians, but they don't even read God's word of Christ. All right. And so the only way to act like a Christian is to uh, understand what being a Christian is. Um, and that means reading God's word where he outlines what Christ did and who Christ was and who Christ is. That is the whole root word of a Christian, Christ-like. All right. So to be a patriot, um, you know, and you want to be a patriot of this nation, you want to be a part of this, then you kind of know what's going on. And uh, that comes through current bipartisan legislation, but also through military laws and military orders. And unfortunately, I'm going to keep saying it, but unfortunately, a lot of veterans have no clue that they served under a whole different law with whole different orders and is a separate entity than the federal government. And a lot of civilians don't even know that. They have no clue that the military is separated from the federal government. They're separate entities. Um, and so that's where knowing a little bit of our history comes into play. And even my own mother, who I love to death, she's she don't she's not good with dates. She's not good with things. And that's fine. You don't have to be. But I still find so many people are struggling to they, they're either going to they're reading all this fear porn by a lot of pot. I call them Podashians. So the Kardashians on podcasts, a lot of Podashians are, are civilians who have never served in the military. Now, once again, there's a hairline. I'm not saying you got to to know what's going on. But when people are trying to tote the news and be the news and, and they're civilians and they don't understand the military terminology and the military language, then that's where you do have to get called out and be put in a place because so many civilians right now should be more awake where we're at right now. We're seven years into a war, seven years. All right. And civilians should be a little bit more uh, aware of what's going on and be already on board with what's going on in an exciting way. It's nothing to be scared of. But especially if you're a Christian, the Bible never says anywhere about fear. And it says only to fear God himself. It never says anything about fear. Whom shall I fear? Psalms 27 verse 1. There's a bunch of verses you can just, you know, lay out there about not fearing. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. All right. Well, death is an absolute. So if, if death is absolute and you and I are living, obviously, because we're sitting here talking, there's nothing between life and death that you should fear. And so to know what's going on. You've got to know the terminology of what's going on. And I still see so many people who will come to my pages and I, we, we don't block people unless they start acting like a troll or, 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 you know, arguing with other people or cussing other people. Um, you know, we, we do stuff like that, but I've given people their free freedom of expression, but the pay, my page was not set up to be a, a podcast. It wasn't set up to be a, Hey, come over here and see what Derek Johnson's talking about today. No, I'm speaking from a veteran standpoint who took an oath. Um, and so that needs to be first. So if you're someone out there who's bouncing back and forth from mainstream TV and coming back over to trying to figure out military occupancy and law of war manual, that's fine. But if you're solely uh, going on mainstream news and you're not applying what a military occupancy actually is, if you're not applying what a continuity of operational plans is, which is now was an old school continuity government, if you're not applying that, you're going to end up frustrated, bitter, angry, upset, sad, mad, uh, you know, fatigued, tired, exhausted, all these things. You're going to moan, groan, gripe, complain. You're going to be negative. 
And that ain't what being a Christian's about, and that ain't what being in the military is about, uh, and especially being a patriot. All right, you got to be strong. You got to be positive. You got to stand in the gap for a lot of people. You gotta, you gotta always be the one that's kind of like the pep rally, the cheerleader. Um, you know, you, you gotta be tough. You gotta have a tough mentality. And, and I think that needs to be prefaced first. And then you get into, okay, if you want to know what's going on, this is not just another four years in history that everybody's used to. Every single person sitting here listening, we're used to it. We've, we had had every four years or every eight years of a certain president, Republican or Democrat, they were under a federal corporation. They had created their own little society, all right? And that's everybody's fault. Everybody listening, that's everybody's fault. And here's why. Because we the people, we the people have been watered down. That, that slogan has been watered down so long that people don't even realize what that means. And when you do the math, and I'll pick on my own state that I was born in, I'll pick on Alabama. It's Alabama math, ladies and gentlemen. It's simple, all right? 535 members of Congress work for us. All right. Their salaries are paid for by us and our tax, all these taxes out the rear end that we've had for years. All right. There's no reason at all why some congressman of 36 years, a senator who's on $174,000 a year salary, should be worth $347 million. All right. So that right there is our responsibility. So that's what people have lost. We have a short attention span in this nation. We have people who look at TikTok all day. And if a video don't hit them within 10 seconds, if they don't laugh or whatever kind of feeling they're trying to feel, if they don't feel that feeling within 10 seconds, they're over to a new video. So when you when you look at all the legislation that's in place, I mean, we're talking about thousands of pages. What I've done is condense that down to a blueprint to where you don't have to know everything, but you can just know what Donald Trump put into place. And that is exactly what I'm showing. That's why I had a friend of mine. She asked me today, um, do haters and trolls ever bother me? And I'm like, no, they don't bother me. They baffle me because everything that I've shown is current bipartisan legislation um, that Donald John Trump and the military are operating off of. And then the government is under a, a certain kind of uh, devolution plan. It's devolution and reconstitution. And it's going to look foreign because no one's ever seen it before. All right. The, the last constitu constitutional convention we've ever had was the actual constitution. It's 1787. Um, so, you know, everything that people are watching is world history. So I got this little blueprint and I was like, you know, I was sitting there watching all this stuff. Uh, from 2015, 2016, uh, and I started documenting things, writing it down, jotting it down. Um, you know, at first, I didn't know if it was just going to be myself. I didn't know if it was going to be a uh, just a, a brief little operation or whatnot. So I jotted these things down, and I just kept jotting and kept jotting and kept jotting. And I'm like, oh yeah, baby, this thing is this thing's a massive operation, um, and there's no leakages. Because to pull this off, uh, it would have had to been a bunch of generals. It would have had to been a bunch of, of colonels and different, you know, of that stature who've spent their whole lives in the military. Um, and, and then, you know, basically recruiting in a, in a different kind of metaphor. Um, 
So that's when the, the bulb went on for me was President Trump on 2016 campaign trail. He said three things one night that, that flipped the light switch on for me. And I'm like, oh, boy, this this just moved to a whole different a whole different platform, a whole different ball game. Um, and if you'll remember, you always have to remember the bigger picture, ladies and gentlemen. The bigger picture is Donald John Trump and what he says. It is not Donald John Trump just being president. This was never about him being president. She got to, that's the first thing you got to get through your mind is this was never about him just being president. You got to go in and look at everything he says, though, starting with, uh, um, of course, he, he made a speech uh, in uh, February 2016 about Guantanamo Bay staying open. Uh, but the biggest speech that that's probably the most hot rod speech ever is is the October uh, 2016 uh, Al Smith charity dinner where he roasted Hillary and everything he said back then. If you go back and watch that video tonight, everything's come true. He's done everything he said he was going to do. And I mean, it's, it's iconic stuff. It's biblical stuff. It's monumental stuff. It's historical stuff. Um, and so you got to always remember. If you get tired, fatigued, frustrated, exhausted, sad, mad, angry, bitter, whatever it is, negative, Debbie Downer, negative Nancy, all those feelings, you always got to go back to, to realize that military doesn't work on uh, your terminology. It don't work on your time. It don't work on your schedule. It doesn't work on your ideas. The military is a, is a separate entity, and I'll paint that picture in a minute, but it's a separate entity. It works on a chain of command from the top down on orders okay we have a, a a structure a discipline and it's set in place and the military doesn't serve presidents all right that's why there's a commander-in-chief of the military and there's a president of the people huge difference all right and you have to you have to know that and so when you when you apply those things that this was an umbrella with an operation and there's a lot of orders under that orders have orders and orders have orders all right so Apply that first. This was never about Trump being president. This was an operation that was put in this place. So go back to 2015 and look at June 12, 2015. The Law of War Manual was reissued, was rewritten. It was military and federal attorneys who got together. They took the strengths, so all the strengths and the good points and all the things that happened in history with the Libra Code of 1863, which would have been during the Civil War. Then they took the Hague Conventions, the Geneva Conventions, and the Nuremberg Trials. They took all the strengths of those, combined those with the law war manuals from Germany, Australia, Great Britain, and also uh, Canada. And they took the strengths of all those, and they combined those. All right, and they reissued that June 12, 2015. Donald Trump rolls down the escalator four days later, June 16, 2015, to announce his candidacy for president. All right, and four days later on the escalator, as he calls it. So what are the odds of that? You know, when you when you just take that right there, especially people who are listening right now, when you, you know, if you're semi-awake, patriots already know, but if you're semi-awake, you know, four days later in the law of war manual. So the law of war manual, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, is the it's the the manual. It's the if you want to use layman's terms or different terms, it's, it's not what we call it in the military, but just for sake of it, for civilians out there. 
the law of war manual would be the constitution of the military. It would be the Bible of the military. It's the Department of Defense's manual, the law of war manual. All right. And so who just mentioned that the other day in their speech? It's an optic. We'll get there in a minute. But the optic was was Joe Biden talking about Israel. And he's like, we need to go by the rule of law. We have a rule of law. We go by the law of war. Well, <laughs> boom, there you go. He just told you, he just validated because what a what the law of war manual has inside of it is the military occupancy, which is a military occupation, which means the military is in control. All right. And so let's do the history now. Before we get into the meat of it, you got to do a little history, just a little brief history lesson, and it don't take much. So back up. I like it. And I know that people, maybe the Christians out there don't like slang language, but sometimes you have to use it um, because it's it's fun and it's pretty. And it's actually uh, once it clicks, it's going to click. And then, you know, it is what it is. But our founders, they were so eager for a new way of life and to get out from under the, the king uh, and British rule. They were so eager to get out from under that that they, they did everything ass hat backwards, as the saying is. They actually kicked off the war April 19th, 1775. All right. After Paul Revere made his midnight ride. All right. They kicked off the war, the Battle of Lexington and Concord, eight, April 19th, 1775. Then they, they established the first branch of military June 14th, 1775, which was the United States Army. And all my Army brothers and sisters out there goes, whoa, right? So June 14th, 1775. And then 16 days later, they wrote the first war articles, which would be laws of war, uh, customs, regulations, things of that nature. All right. Then the Navy came October 13th, 1775. Then the Marine Corps came November the 10th, 1775. And then came the very first flag, the Union Jack flag, December the 3rd, 1775. Notice that was before the what? The Declaration of Independence. And so many Americans, look at all the liberals. And I, I hate picking on liberals because I'm not a person who uses parties until I have to. But I mean, look at all the, the radicals and the fascists and the socialists and the communists and all these different people uh, who celebrate the 4th of July. They don't even realize they're celebrating the Declaration of Independence. They're not celebrating the Constitution. <laughs> They're celebrating the Declaration of Independence, which was fought for by men who they had nothing to gain. They had nothing to gain, but they had everything to lose. See, our founders were successful men. Uh, they were all, uh, you know, doctors, lawyers, blacksmiths, uh, professors, uh, preachers, things of that nature. They were they were considered successful men. They had nothing to gain. They had everything to lose. And so you look at that timeline. So then they go, wait, we've been fighting. We've been fighting this whole time. We've been fighting for, for a year and we have nothing that we're fighting for. We have nothing that we can hold up at the end of this war that says this is what we were fighting for. And they wrote the Declaration of Independence. It was supposed to have been passed in June to keep the uh, cohesion of the month of June going. Uh, but it ended up being July the 4th. All right. And so then they do what? They go right back out to the battlefield and fight. And then you had November the 15th, 1777, which was the first constitution, the Articles of Confederation. Then they fought 
another six years after that. All right. So that's very important. That's the military establishment first. And so when you fast forward, 1787, there's your constitution. The Articles of Confederation were supposed to be redrafted. They weren't ever supposed to, it wasn't ever supposed to be abolished completely per se, but they were going to redraft those and amend those, but they completely tossed it and they redrafted and made a whole new constitution. All right, but it didn't go into uh, enactment until 1789, all right, with the first president of the United States. So then you, you fast forward. We won't, you know, there is a federal corporation there, sure. 1871 is when America became a federal corporation. That's when Ulysses S. Grant sold us back under the British, the very nation we had fought from. Um, and was it initially super bad then? Probably not. Uh, but we became indebted to them. Um, and that's written in history. It's it's that stuff. You can even look up 28 United States Code 3002 and House Code. And you can see that that America is defined. United States is defined as a federal corporation. All right. District of Columbia. All right. 18. Also in the 1870s, the bar was established. The bar like all these bar groups. All right. And uh, you can go to Google right now and Google will, will fact checkers will tell you the bar don't stand for what it stands for. You notice that we didn't need fact checkers until the truth started getting out. Um, so bar does stand for British accreditation registry, no matter what fact checkers tell you. OK, it does stand for that. And then you look in the 1880s. There's a very important case. See, law was starting to become, uh, you know, a profession. Right, a paid profession, even more so uh, in a society. Right. And uh, that don't mean all lawyers are bad, but they are under the bar. So it, they still are under a system uh, that's a society. All right. And there's a big court case, 1889, Stoutenberg versus Hennick. It defines the District of Columbia as a foreign territory. All right. And it's known as that. District of Columbia is not a state. It's not a city. It's a foreign territory. And the military treats it that way. All right. So you got to know that. And then you fast forward. There's a lot of stuff that did happen in between there, but getting to the meat of everything and getting up to where we are and why we got here and how we got here. Um, you know, in 1938, James Stewart, famous actor who put his military first. Um, he was a he retired out as a brigadier general. He played in a famous movie called Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, where he played as a a congressman who would go in and he would take one bill at a time and he tried to break down that one bill. And the, the other congressman would go, Hey, sonny boy, this ain't how we do it around here. We, uh, we see, we put them all in a bundle. We pass them all at once. Well, see, they were, they were, they were trying to show people back then 1938, what Congress looked like in these quote unquote, this new society. And it was, it was just a snowball headed for hell. And that was 1938. But if you talk to people like my grandparents, you know, the 30s, the 40s, outside of the Great Depression, life wasn't too bad. But but it was all this stuff going on behind the scenes and laws and orders read well on paper. But it's what they're doing with them behind there. That's why they have tricked so many Americans is because Americans aren't reading legislation anymore. Americans aren't reading the Federal Register anymore. Americans aren't reading uh, executive orders, national emergencies, laws and orders, legislations, bills, acts codes and that's why this stuff is so foreign to so many people is because you know you don't even know where to go you don't even know what it is 
and it, and it, it's not just you. It's been it's been our whole lineage for for many many years. All right, and sure, America is a great nation. Absolutely, we are. We're free for a reason, but we're free because of mindsets like mine who fought for the right reasons, who went in the military for the right reasons, and my family members who did too, and a lot of your family members did too. And the cool thing about veterans is, though, veterans who have a good heart and a good mind, when you do say, hey, man, this is your law and order you served under, when you do show that to them, they can't deny it if they want to validate their service, all right, and their motives and, and why they served. So most veterans will come on board when they're presented with this because most veterans are, you know, jokingly, when they get out, they go back home and they just want to live their life and, and you know, and, and rightfully so. But how did we get here? We got here because so many people entrusted this league of people who had all these ulterior motives and agendas behind the scenes because they knew the American people were not reading anymore. They knew the American people didn't even know how to stand up. So when you're flailing out and people are mad and they're cussing and they're yelling and they're angry, that don't mean a thing. If you can't talk actual language, their language, they don't care if you cuss. They got to deal with you for the little moment of time that you're mad and cussing and fussing and whatever. And then when you're out of sight, you're out of mind because they got you whipped already. And the way you whip them back is to speak their language and go, hey, man, you know, this is what this says right here. And you're doing the polar opposite. Now, it's going to take a lot of people to do that. And that's why when President Trump says we're going to give the power back to the people, we're taking the power out of D.C. and giving it, giving it back to the people. People can't have the power if y'all don't know what to do with it. And that's where guys like me are saying, I'm not here to be your best friend. I'm not here to be your 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 pal, your buddy, old pal, and, you know, slap you on the back and, and oh, it'll be all right there, buddy. Now, you know, at the end of the day, I'm here to go, hey, you need a little kick in the butt. Well, I got it for you. I got a nice pair of cowboy boots that that will fit right on the back side of your rear end. And that's what everybody needs right now. And then we can be friends when we get through all this tough stuff that we're going through. Because if everybody don't start getting on board and the few patriots that are fighting, you know, we're going to pull through. We will do it. But the more we have, the more we have aiding and assisting and helping, then the quicker we get through this and a lot more pleasantly. So in order to do so. Patriots need to do what? Act like patriots. In order to act like a patriot, you got to know the language of being a patriot. And so it baffles me when I see uh, people who claim to support Trump and they're going against the polar opposite of his legislation that he put in place. I didn't put this stuff out there. I didn't write this. I didn't pass this. But I got a brain to interpret it because why? It's all publicly available. They put it there. And so that's what we have to do right now. We have to get hard for a little while. We have to we have to be, you know, some of us have to sound like uh, broken records, but we also have to sound like um, a scorned dad who's trying to discipline their child who just keeps touching the hot stove. And so what I, I get frustrated with is when I know you're a good patriot, and I know you're a good person, and I can see the frustration in your messages and in, you know, voices when people talk to me, but you're running right back over to mainstream media without knowing the language. You can look at mainstream media when you know the language, because then you'll be able to use it for a debunking or going, oh, that's an optic. Oh, this is cool. That's an optic. Because they're under a code. They're under a wartime code. So it's military always. You got to always, I always come at it from a military standpoint, because that's where I come from. That's, that's how I'm speaking from. And so all you civilians, you have to drop what you think you knew 
and then go, all right, drop that, drop all your opinions, drop all the things you thought you knew for the years. And here's what they put in legislation. And here's what it means. This is what this means. And it's not party affiliated. It's not religious affiliated. It's none of that. This is a straight up, especially the military side of things. This is that. But even all the federal government stuff they put out, it's all bipartisan. It's all current bipartisan legislation. All right. And everybody should be excited. You should be pumped up, fired up and you're going, oh, my gosh, this is freaking awesome. I'm living through world history, not just local history, not just state history, not U.S. history. You're living through world history. And so the law of war manual, we get back on track here, but the law of war manual reissued June 12, 2015. Donald Trump rolls on the escalator June 16, 2015. Fast forward. Let's get over into 2016. He was nominated well, in February 2016. He, he said, I heard Obama talking this morning about shutting down Gitmo. All right. Well, he said, we're going to keep it open. That was February 2016. All right. Then on the, the campaign trail really is where he said the, what what really, as old Southern say it is, tickle my fancy was was where uh, he said specifically when Jeb Bush, oh, the Bushes who were going to be exposed. But Jeb Bush said, who's going to vote for you? Who's going to back you and who's going to support you? And personally, I love smart asses because I tend to be one, too. And all my friends who know me know I am, but in a fun way, never in a condescending manner, but just in a fun way, especially when there's fats there. Um, I only work on fats. And Donald Trump said, well, if the moderator will give me time, I'm going to answer that for you. But that's a loaded question. That's more than one question, Jeb. And so he said, one, the American people are going to vote for me because they're tired of BS politicians like you. Every single one of you get on this stage, you tell the American people what they want to hear, but you never back it up and people are tired of it. So I am going to fulfill that and I'll have a strong economy and I'll win them over by the economy because that's your everyday life. You may not be in the military and that's fine. That's not your everyday life. Your everyday life, if you're a civilian, is your significant others and your, or I said that plural, your significant other and then your children or a child, and then your friends and your family. All right. So the second thing he said was he said specifically that never again will we voice to the public what's going on with our military, because if, if you find out, guess who else finds out? If you want to know, you can join. But he didn't mean you can join to find out and then go spew it to everybody. No. When you go in the military, you're going to learn quick. You're under oath and a national security. You're not going to be telling anybody anything or it's going to be your rear end and your rank and your whole position probably kicked out, uh, especially this kind of material. Third, he said something that was considered, especially every veteran that's in here that's over probably 60 years old. Um, but some veterans can know it, period, just because it's been passed down for years. But he said what was known to be a conspiracy theory for, for the last 65 years. He said specifically. I, Jeb said, you know, who's going to support you? Who's going to back you? He said, I have over 200 generals backing me right now and more to come. All right. Well, that was a conspiracy theory because 200 generals had said throughout history, not all in one grove, not all in one sitting, not all in one location, but 200 generals 
and people who worked around generals and people who were family and knew them, 200 generals had said, never again will we let happen to this country what happened under JFK. If we have a chance to take it over, we're going to take it over and we'll set it back on its foundation, which is Declaration of Independence talk. So when you go back to the Declaration of Independence and that 4th of July that I'm talking about that everybody celebrates, when you read the when you read the Declaration of Independence, I mean, it specifically says what it says. It says that we have it is it's it's always speaks in present form, but also in future form. It talks about it is their right. It is their duty to off throw such I'm going to read it word for word. We can pull it up real quick. I, I, I'm just going to read it because it's so beautiful when you when you go and read this. It says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their powers they're just powers from the consent of the governed. That when any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, what ends? Those ends, these ends, what ends? The, the ends of what? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. That's how you have to read this stuff. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. What is it? The government that went against what? Its foundation and institute a new government laying its foundation on such principles. What principles? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, the unalienable rights. Okay. You got to read it like that. Then you come on down. We'll skip through it. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them, whew, to reduce them, Listen to those words. That means that you people and your voices are squandered. Your freedom of expression, your freedom of speech, all that is you to reduce you, reduce them under absolute deputism. It is their right. It is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for the future security. That's how you have to read the Declaration of Independence, ladies and gentlemen. And so many people feel like you can't fight. You feel like, oh, we're because we're such a, a woke, woke society, not woke from the standpoint of political definition now, what woke is called, but woke because, well, we can't get out in the streets and fight anymore. That's inciting violence. Ladies and gentlemen, our founders incited violence. They founded a nation in the middle of a war. And anybody who thinks like that, they need to be slapped from here to Mars and back. All right, because it's just, it is what it is. We have to fight for what we have. America is an idea on a piece of paper in the Smithsonian. It does not fight for us. It is our foundation, and they gave us the right and the authority. Now, we shouldn't have to go in the streets and fight for it yet. No, well, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, though, is if it comes to that, when push comes to shove, as the saying is, sometimes an old-fashioned butt whooping actually does work every now and then. All right. It shouldn't resort to that every time, but sometimes it works. Now, we're not there and we don't have to be there, but that is what the Declaration of Independence has given us the authority and power to do. So I get frustrated for people when I get emails and messages and I still see comments in the comment boxes going, well, what do we do with all this that you're talking about? 
Um, if you're asking that question and you're you're still completely blind and completely lost, you you, you may not be uh, you may not be usable for this moment in time. You may be someone who just needs to sit in the audience and watch. And I don't say that condescendingly. I'm just saying that saying, look, it you have the right. You have you. We the people. You are the government. We are the government. We the people means we the government. And this is where Alabama math comes into play. 535 members of Congress work for 332 million people. When Americans start applying that number, that 535 members of Congress had been controlling 300 plus million. When when that number sticks in and when that resonates, that 535 people, 535 individuals have been controlling 330 plus million people. Then people should get frustrated and mad in a different way. But then flip over and look, what I'm showing people is that you're living in a moment where if you're a parent out there, it's the best analogy possible. If you're a parent, you've had a child that, that either picked up a knife or picked up a toy that was too big for them or, or was near the water and they shouldn't have been near a pool, near a lake, near, you know, and you, you, you panicked and you, and you, but you, you did what your motherly instinct, your fatherly instinct was, and you got them out of that situation. And then they started crying or they pouted or they threw a temper tantrum. All right. But they didn't realize what you were doing was for their own good. It was for their safety. It was for their security. It was for their future. Well, that's what the military is doing right now. And that's what Donald John Trump and the military have done with the legislation that's put into place. Americans are looking like a bunch of toddlers running around who have no clue what's going on. Whine, complain, gripe, fuss, moan, bitch, argue, debate. And, and have no clue. And most Americans are in a Build-A-Bear society anyway. You know, I'm a gay Buddhist this, and I'm a this, and a this, and a that, and, and, and want to fight over it. And, and, and has nothing to do with that. Federal government has nothing to do with that. Wasn't supposed to. All right. State government, really, it wasn't either. You know. And then local level. The government wasn't supposed to be for your morals and your standards and the way you live. It, th those are supposed to be separated. All right. And that's where we're supposed to be adults and come together and go, OK, well, you being gay, a gay Buddhist has nothing to do with those those streets out there that need to be paved. OK, so why are we paying? A, we're not paying taxes for you to be a gay Buddhist. We're paying taxes out there to have that road paved. Why isn't that road paved? All right. Why are the street light? Why is this street light out down the road here? And what? So it, when people start applying the common sense. For those who have common sense. Then, then you'll realize the federal government was never supposed to be moral based, standard based, uh, how you live your life based. It, the, the Constitution protects everybody. And Christians need to hear that more than anybody. And I'm a Christian. But Christians and President Trump says it all the time. President Trump tells Christians, hey, you know, why? He calls it evangelicals. You know, we need to you be a Christian that like one then. Just because President Trump says a four letter word every now and then, he, it don't hurt you. And you ain't accounting for him when he dies. You let him account on his accord and you account on your accord and we'll all live happily ever after. And Christians need to start practicing what they preach, staying in their lane and letting every individual stand their own two feet and get judged by God the way that, that God's going to judge them. And I think God actually will actually, no matter how someone believes, when someone believes wholeheartedly in something and they're willing to, to close their eyes and take their last breath, and face God in their own manner. I think there's a lot more integrity in that, in my own opinion, 
uh, than, than some of this other stuff out there that people just try to, you can't reverse cramming down your throat. Christians don't want, don't, don't want people cramming down homosexuality and, and all this other stuff down people's throat or especially children's throats. Okay, well, don't cram everything else. You can't flip this. And this operation is not a flipping of the uh, ideologies. It's not a flipping of that. This is not a Republican operation. This is not a conservative operation, ladies and gentlemen. This is a humanitarian flip. This is a humanitarian operation. And that's what military operates off of. Military doesn't get into who's the president. Military doesn't get into every little individual right. The military protects everybody as a whole. We, we protect your choice, and then you get to make your choice, right? So that's how the military operates. And so many people don't realize that. And so you got to, this is a big multitasking kind of strategy. And now we get back to the, the quotes that President Trump made. This was never about him being president. He was laying the foundation, if you will, and, and the foundation of this operation that was to come because you had the law of war manual and you have him rolling down the escalator. Then all these quotes he's making. Then the Al Smith charity dinner thing, October 2016. Then you had the election. And then you have December 2016, the Global uh, Manitsky Accountability Act. Um, then you had the, the first federal continuity directive. All right. And that's important because I have a lawyer friend down in Florida and she's always texting me or she ain't anymore. But she was saying, well, where can where can you absolutely prove that when the government's in a continuity government, the Constitution's put on pause and the law warning manual steps up and the military's in control? I'm like, you're not going to find that anywhere except for. The Military Justice Act, which is the first piece of paper in history for the military and for the federal government. And that's why I sound like a broken record. It's because this stuff does not change until it changes. And it is that simple. Once you get it, once you put the law of war manual, Trump rolling down the escalator and then the Military Justice Act. So the Military Justice Act, ladies and gentlemen, was written May 2016. It was the United States Supreme Court clarifying this. Who was the president in 2016? I believe that was not Donald John Trump. All right. Who was the Supreme Court during 2016? It was not Donald John Trump's uh, nominations. All right. So the United States Supreme Court of 2016 did this. And then anybody who's in accounting, who's listening or finances or owns a business, runs a business, will understand uh, ledgers and budgets and things of that nature. And the United States budgets, like the defense budget, which is called the National Defense Authorization Act, they're written, like, for instance, 2023, but it'll be called the 2024 National Defense Authorization Act. So if it was 2023 National Defense Authorization Act, it was passed in 2022. If it was 2021, it was passed in 2020 and so forth and so on. All right. So the Military Justice Act was written and clarified in May 2016. It was passed in the 2017 National Defense Authorization Act on December 23rd, 2016. So it didn't apply to the Obama administration. It applied to the Trump administration. So that should tell you right there when President Trump says we've been in this war seven years, seven minus 2023 is 2016. Was he the president in 2016? No, he was not. But that should tell you right there 
that this was a plan and an operation from the start. They didn't dream this up. They didn't just go, oh, we won the election. We got Trump in. Oh, let's rush together. Let's get this big monumental special operation plan together that's going to change the world. Ladies and gentlemen, that did not happen like that. This has been a plan for a long time. And it had everything had to align just perfectly for the military because of lives. Lives are at stake, which I divert really fast when people say, people, how can you be so insensitive? People die daily. Okay, what about the military? How come you care about people, but you don't care about the military dying every day? Military dies every day. And any person out there that says that's your job, you're a cold person. All right, because that's you're not a humanitarian person. That means that you have a selective care. You have selective care on who you think's dying and, and who to care for when they're dying. Because military die every day. All right, training, etc. And just because they don't go and put their boots on the ground in some foreign soil and they die in training does not mean that they're not a real veteran. And we have problems with the veteran society saying that same kind of crap, too. And and most of the wars since 1871, all of the wars have been banker wars. They have not been real, legit enemy wars that were enemies wanting to harm us. They were banker wars. And as soon as veterans start uh, applying that and knowing that, we'll heal a lot quicker. All right. Because our nation and our founders established the military to prevent war, not start them, to prevent them. All right. To, to prevent, to protect your nation, not go across a land by some millionaire saying, oh, man, these people are going to come over here and get us. And they're they th a threat to us, you know, 5000 miles away and uh, no kind of technology and no kind of equipment whatsoever. Oh, yeah, they're a real threat. All right. OK, so I had to wake up to it just like everybody else had to wake up to it. And it's time that more veterans start waking up to that. So when you get back, get back on topic. So you have the Military Justice Act. Very important. It's the first time in U.S. history. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. First time in U.S. history, it's clarified. The Supreme Court clarified it, and they passed it. Bipartisan passed now. Everything's bipartisan. All right. The Military Justice Act was the United States Supreme Court, and they clarified these three things. They clarified that military courts and military laws are separate from civil courts and civil laws. They separated the president from the commander-in-chief, and then they separated the commander-in-chief from the federal government. So for those out there that, that are learning, the, they basically separated Article 2 of the Constitution from Article 3 of the Constitution. Because a commander-in-chief is a commander-in-chief of the military, and the president is the president of the people. The commander-in-chief is the commander-in-chief of the Law of War Manual and the Uniform Code of Military Justice. And then the president is the president of the Constitution. All right, and the codes and things of like that that fall under that. Completely separate. The commander in chief never, the, the president never stands in a presidential form and talks to his military. The, the commander in chief never stands in the commander in chief form and talks to his people. It doesn't work like that. And the, the legislation doesn't work like that. But there have been laws that have been put into place through the years that coincide with the military because the military is to protect the Constitution, it's protect, to protect the country. All right, because that's what the founders established it to do, protect its border and security. Do you know the president, the number one presidential role in the Constitution is border and security? All right. So there's there's all this is already outlined in law, in orders, in legislation. And when President Trump says if they're going to investigate me, they got to investigate every president before me 
immediately. And that's why if you love grammar and punctuation, you'll know there is a comma after that that says if they're going to investigate me, they got to investigate every president before me, comma, immediately. That's very important. So when you look at that Military Justice Act, it was not under Trump's administration. It was not Trump's nominations for Supreme Court. It was passed, signed December 23rd, 2016 for the 2017 defense budget, which was Donald Trump's big defense budget. All right. So then, like my attorney friend in Florida, who says, well, where's the absolute proof? Well, when you know your history and you know the Military Justice Act, you know how that coincides with the military. Then you look at a mirror date that they use of all days while they put the very first Federal Continuity Directive 1 on January 17, 2017, three days before Donald John Trump took his famous oath where he said, we're going to take the power out of D.C. and give it to you, the people. And he had the two military officers standing behind him with the headbands on, Judge Advocate General and military intelligence. Those were massive optics plus his speech. But three days before it, so let's go back in history. And this is how you pull it all in. All right. So in 1941, we were attacked by Pearl Harbor. And Franklin Delano Roosevelt had a speech to Congress. And he told them, if you don't act, I will. And who do you think the military is going to listen to? Their commander in chief or you, the Congress? All right. So he didn't ask them. He told them. He told them what to do. So they wrote the first War Powers Act and the second War Powers Act. The second War Powers Act was not a follow-up of the first War Powers Act. The second War Powers Act talks about land and naval uses. So basically all airports, regional, municipal, state airports, things of that nature, were opened up during World War II where all aircraft could land on them. And also you had the Federal Highway Act, who if you go look at the Federal Highway Act's page, they will tell you something blatantly polar opposite than the than the United States military's page does. The United States military page lets you know that Dwight D. Eisenhower was the, he, he crafted the interstate system for the military because our military, it took them 64 days to get from Washington, D.C. to California in the 20s. And he was a young captain or a young, he was a young officer on that fleet back then. All right. So, that's why we even have, there's a conflicting story right there in history alone. But move forward, 1941, First War Powers Act, Second War Powers Act. All right. Then you go to 1961. You have Dwight D. Eisenhower. People forget he was president, but people forget he was a five-star general. Very rare. Five-star general. All right. So he was speaking on behalf of being a military guy. So he has a famous speech called, they call it the military industrial complex speech. He had a speech where he outlined how he did not like where the military was going because of how they were going to fund wars for money, oil, money, how they pay soldiers. All right. Starting wars to pay the military. All right. And then he also talked about the medical industry. He didn't like where the medical industry was going either because of the monetary system that was pumping behind that. That was January 17, 1961. All right. So when you look at 41 to 61, anyone who's in this room right now that's over 30 years old, you know how fast 20 years goes by. It goes by, snap your finger. 
right? It, it goes by quick. So from 41 to 61, well, look what happened after that speech. Look at what happened in 63. Everybody knows what they think happened there. Don't don't matter what you think and put aside if you think JFK is alive and all that other stuff. Don't worry about that. Just know that 63, then 68, we left the gold standard act. Congress made the dollar as valuable as they wanted it to be or as invaluable as they wanted it to be in their system. They don't care about me and you. They don't care if you're gay, Buddhist, straight, atheist, black, white, Spanish, mixed, whatever you are, it don't matter. They don't care about that. If you ain't in that society, it wasn't about me and you. It was about their agenda and what they were doing. And here's how you know. 41, First and Second War Powers Act, 61, Military Industrial Complex speech. Go back to 1951. I skipped it for a reason. What happened in 1951? Congress made a term limit on the president, but not themselves. Why? So see, that should show everybody right there. If you're over, um, you know, if you were born, you know, somewhere around the 40s or the 50s, then you, sh you know, you've definitely lived under this more visually than someone even like myself. I can see it because I, I read it and I see the knowledge behind it. But, you know, but if you've lived under this, then you've seen it. You've seen this snowball for hell happen the whole time. Um, so, you know, and you witness this. And so when you when you want to see what took place in 41, you know, that now I know a lieutenant colonel and a, and a full bird colonel, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Bosey and a full bird colonel uh, retired uh, Colonel Sellers. Uh, they can tell you a lot more in depth on World War Two um, based on, you know, their knowledge and what they learned as as uh, colonels. Um, and, you know, officers have a different whole different mindset than enlisted. Uh, that's why enlisted will argue in a New York second and not know a single thing about military laws, orders, regulations, customs of which they serve under. But an officer, I have more officers supporting because more officers learn more about this because of the schools that they go to. And uh, especially if they go to West Point or any of the academies or uh, if they go to officer candidate school and or warrant officer candidate school and things of that nature, they, they teach officers a lot more uh, of our history than, than the enlisted do. Um, so that's also can help a lot of you out there when you you get resistance from your family members who are uh, formerly enlisted or something like that. And, you know, they say this ain't happening. Not about it. Well, they're not reading. It's just plain and simple. Um, so the military industrial complex speech. So when you fast forward to answer everything to um, coincidingly, when people say, well, why would it look like this? if Trump's in charge. And why would. Why would he destroy our economy? And why, why, why? And old Stuart Little, the world's falling on me. You know, all that kind of attitude. Well, you were already living under it. You were, We were already under it. You were already living like that. So why not have somebody who's a, a expert at bankruptcy go in and go, well, we can't account for the dollar already. Um, so uh, he, he has teams of quantum, quantum physics experts uh, all over the world. Um, you know, why not insert a man who knows a little bit about bankruptcy in a different manner? You know, and, and I'll pick on Alabama again since I was born there. And I also I lived in Mississippi. I have some people got mad at me because I made so many jokes about a bucket ton of Mississippi just because it rolls off the mouth pretty well. But, uh, oh, you know, we're not all dumb down here. I said, well, I didn't say y'all were I didn't say you were dumb. I just you know, I just pick on that. You are the last state in the in the union that I mean. You are the last state in education. I mean, you can't argue with that number. Um, but, 
you know, I, I just paint a picture that, Hey, you know, it's, it's, you got to see what's taking place. You know, it's, it's, you know, so I, I'll, I'll refrain from, you know, I'll try to pick on my own states and whatnot. But when you look at the, where we were, how we got there, we're all guilty. We inherited this system. It's a system with a format. And I'm going to start exposing country music a little bit more too in, in all my speeches. Cause I am a country, I am a singer by trade. That's my day job per se. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's a system. It has a format. It's a man-made system. And if it's a man-made system, then we, with me and you can do what we can not like it. We can, we can try to say, Hey, well, we got enough people here. We don't like it. We want to change it. All right. And that is where we, the people comes into place. And that's where you got to understand your power. So what I'm going to do is, is correlate both at the same time, multitask. Why would it look like this? But then also what's going on? Why it looks like this is just like the Colonel says, you got to listen to Lieutenant Colonel Bosey if you don't know him and you hadn't heard him and then you hear me and him and uh, AJ Roberts, who's a veteran uh, and then Brad Wozni, Canadian veteran, AJ's a British veteran um, and then Major Jim O'Connors, who was a major in the army um, and then Colonel Sellers. And then I have another guy I was on with uh, that uh, just yesterday, Jim, uh, Mr. Jim Barfield, who was attack officer um and so it so you'll start hearing a lot of these big officers talk um there's going to be a lot more veterans come out uh whenever they do put it together and they're willing to put their face out on the screen but you know this is a special operation it had to be done this way and i know you've heard that talk out there with with people saying about q and all that it had to be this way it had to be this way but you got to know why it had to be this way it had to be this way because it, this was never about me and you getting out in the streets like Southerners would do and start fighting and shoot, shooting just to shoot a gun. This was never about that. This was never about me and you getting pinned up against each other. We've already been pinned up against it, pinned up against each other. We've been that we've already there. And it was never about that. And so our, our government that we know as government, you got to separate those terms. You got to start saying, okay, when I use the term government, I'm using it in the form of the matter of what it's supposed to look like. I'm not talking about what you think of the government that you've seen. When I use the militaries in control, you got to realize I'm going by legislation, not by opinion, not by, oh, I want them to get out the streets and whoop somebody's butt. Every time I say militaries in control, here's the laws, here's the orders, here's the legislation. This is the terminology of the military. When I say the federal government is in a continuity government and all these different things, then it's because it's in current bipartisan legislation. And it's it. So if it don't mean anything like the post I put up today, if it don't mean anything, then why is Biden extending all the Trump's things? Everything that, that the media has shown Biden do is all of Trump's laws and orders. Everything. Every bit of it is either been invoked by Donald John Trump way back here. Every single thing that that man that even though he's an actor and I can prove that. But even for people who just absolutely cannot wrap their minds around this being an operation. Every single law and order that they have shown Joe Biden use was either written, passed, or legislated and voted by Donald John Trump. And, and you, if you argue with that, then you are a fool by all definitions because I'm going by the language that they're using. 
I didn't write this stuff. I didn't pass it, but I can read it and interpret it because I've studied it. So when you when you go back and you get when you finally put down, well, why would it look like this? Well, because you don't know what the you don't even know what the legislation is in the first place to know what that what the actual answer would be to solve it. But they do. And people like me do. All right. And it has nothing to do, once again, with party affiliation, sexual orientation, religious affiliation, nothing, nothing like that. All of those can be protected. You live your life happily ever after but also pull your weight in the right kind of context from a local level, state level, federal level. And then the military will be doing their thing over here because civilians have never been a part of that anyways. So the federal continuity directives that was put out January 17, 2017, three days before Donald John Trump took that big old oath, visual oath. All right. In it, it specifically says in bullet point three, that's how I know when people are reading or not, but it says in bullet point three, hey, everything before this, everything that supersedes this, eh, null and void, start with this one. That's how I know when people are reading. Where does it say that? How do I know to trust this? Because it tells you on the second page. If you can't get to the second page of just the, the easy reading, the, the part in the, in the middle of it is going to be very difficult. All right. So it's going to require reading. The Federal Continuity Directive 1 is the outline. It's the umbrella. There's two of them, Federal Continuity Directive 1 and Federal Continuity Directive 2. The first one was three days before Trump took office. The second is four and a half months after. So there's a continuity in itself, all pun intended. The first one is an outline. The second one is the implementation. The first one's operational dates are in the Federal Register 2018 to 2022. The second one is 2020 to 2024. And there's a little over, overlap there. The first one talks about two major chapters, devolution and reconstitution. And I tell people, you know, the way to think of it, if you're a left brain thinker, then you're going to think this way. If you're a right brain, you're going to think this way. I try to meet everybody in the middle. Here's how you flip it around. For those who just absolutely maybe can't wrap their mind around it, you flip it around. So, hey, what are the odds in history? that we're talking about two words that you've never heard of. Most people have never heard of devolution. Most people have never heard of reconstitution. All right. So you say, at what place in history have you ever heard these? People, I've never heard that. Okay. So why are we addressing these two core topics you've never heard of in your life? Devolution, which means that there's, there's a distraction on the front while the, the good guys are cleaning out on the back. It, so, so flip it around. Right. The, the toddlers of America who have no freaking clue what's going on, what's bad for them or anything of that nature. While the parents on the back side are going over here cleaning out the, the whatever is going to harm the toddler. OK, there's that. Then reconstitution is exactly what it says. You think of a constitution well, reconstitution and you go back, read the declaration here and it talks about resetting on a new foundation. That's exactly what reconstitution means. And when you read the actual reconstitution of the executive branch manual that came out January 15, 2021, in bullet point 2.3 in it, it says when Congress, so when a new seat of government, S-E-A-T, like a seat, like a chair you're sitting in, when a new seat of government cannot be established in Washington, D.C., Congress, with its enumerated powers, will get with the states to issue a new government, a new seat of government. And then procurement and construction can begin. How many people, what are the odds that we're talking about 
a new capital. All right, and these are all continuity directives. They're all FEMA. They're also .gov sites. So the very first one was on the government publishing office, and everyone after that has been FEMA.gov. Then you get all the people. I just saw a few comments a couple weeks ago. I don't trust FEMA. You saw all the pod dashings who have no freaking clue what's going on because 99% of them are not veterans. They're not studying legislation. They're still not studying military laws and orders that are currently in place that the military is operating off of. That's why I show aircraft every day. They're on an order. Those are the actions of the orders. That's why I show them. I show the actions of the orders. And you have all these people turning their phones off, putting them in a dang freaking microwave, putting them in their trunk and all that bull crap. And 90% of them claim to be Trump supporters. And the federal continuity directive, if Donald Trump was president, which he was, you saw that, you visually saw it, you saw your economy booming, you saw your gas prices go down record lows, you saw your bank account start looking a lot more beautiful. Everything was beautiful. So he was in full control of the government. If he was in full control of the government, don't you think that he would stop a continuity of government if it was bad? Because it was issued three days before him by the, the Congress. Then it was issued four and a half months after his presidency. All right. FCD2. Then there's been six major issues under that. Issues meaning not major issues and a bad thing. Major publications. All right. And the April 2023 one, the most recent law inside of it, not Joe Biden. Joe Biden to the average normal person out there has been president for almost three years now. And this federal continuity directive, one of the publications under the umbrella one, April 2023, the most recent law inside of it is December the 7th, 2020, which is Donald Trump's Federal Resilience Act. That's the most recent law inside the 2023 issue. All right. So if it was bad thing, pretty sure Donald Trump's laws wouldn't be in there either. And his is the most recent law inside of it. Pretty sure if Biden was president and this was still a continuity government, Pretty sure his name would be in there somewhere with a law of his, eh, not there. Okay, so FEMA, front page of the federal continuity directives, Department of Homeland Security, Federal Emergency Management Agency. All right. It's all a good thing. And President Trump said it over and 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 over again. It's not the CIA, the FBI, the DOJ, the DIA. He said it's the leadership in those that are bad not the organizations and and i don't the baffling part is majority of the people who are still frustrated tired bitter angry sad all these other things are are predominantly trump supporters but not even listening to his own words his own legislation and that's what's absolutely baffling to me and other patriots that are in this room that that are like how can you not get that everything we're showing you is his legislation this is his operation it's the military's operation overall, but but it's he's the face of it. And everything he told you is all, I mean, it's just like, it's just, it's beautiful. And I don't say it. I know my voice sounds condescending in a lot of ways. I'm not. I'm, I'm over here going, hey, this is so, If you, I'm trying to say it so crystal clear because this ain't about me. This, this, it ain't about me. I'm fulfilling an oath and I'm fulfilling my service beyond my service. But I'm like, oh, God, this is so beautiful and so brilliant. It's so monumental, biblical that how 
how many times can I say it? And I try to, I sit over here and I dissect and I try to figure out a way to word it differently where people can see it. Federal continuity directives, FEMA. When Trump went to Ohio, he goes to Ohio. Before he goes to Ohio, they said Biden was in Ukraine. Biden was not in Ukraine, first off. Uh, but so you go, you, Trump goes to Ohio. He says, if I was FEMA, I'd do this. What did FEMA do? They said, you tell us how high to jump, President Trump, we'll jump. What, who went to FEMA? Who, I mean, who went to Ohio after, after President Trump said that? FEMA. So you got to look at the optics they're giving you. And, and what's happening is so many people are so, the internet's so big, and there's so many podcasters, and everybody's got all these flashy, beautiful signs, and some are okay, I'm not knocking, but some are just so flashy, and you run over there because it meets your eye. But they're not talking about legislation. They're not talking about laws. They're not talking about orders. And and that's how the military is operating. That's how the government's operating. They're not operating off all these opinions over here on the Internet and, and all that stuff. They're not. And then you go to some of these events out there, and these events are, are also rallying you up. They're just speaking very vague and just is I mean, I don't even, they're not bland because they're, they're actually, oh, yeah, USA, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's like a pet rally. And they're not showing you any legislation either. And then they're calling me a conspiracy theorist. And all I'm showing you is current bipartisan legislation that is publicly available. And, uh, you know, it's disappointing to see some of these, quote, unquote, big guys that, that are, have once been in, um, you know, actual positions with with uh trump and different people saying that i'm a conspiracy theorist when i'm showing you current bipartisan legislation that he put out and the military is operating under um you know and and then they're saying that i'm not showing the people how to get involved get out of here like i'm showing you the actual stuff you need to know that this public information everything i show is dot gov dot mil so that's how you empower yourself knowledge is not going to empower you the application of power is going to acknowledge you uh, I mean, empower you, but you're, you can't do anything with it until you know it. So the federal continuity directives, that's your government side. Then you come over here to the military occupancy. There's two powers in the U S when the government is under a continuity government, that means this, when you go read it, there's a presidential policy directive in these federal continuity directives, presidential policy directives called a PPD 40. That's why if you believe Donald Trump was president, then here's these federal continuity directives over here showing you that it has a presidential policy directive in place. Who was the president in 2016? Well, what, you know, who, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't Donald John Trump. But then when you look at the federal continuity directive, the first one that came out was January 17th, 2017. So it's three days before. He wasn't president yet, no, but he was coming into it. And a lot of stuff was already showing that his legislation was already starting to, to they, the military was in control already. Then you go to the June 13th, 2017, FCD2. Well, that's four and a half months after him. So there's a continuity, once again, all pun intended in itself. And then the next one was 20, let's see, there was a 20, February 2018. Um, there was one in 2019. Well, there, there's been one just about every year. All right, but but the key one too was the the January fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Look what all happened in January twenty twenty one. Distractions. Woo! And what's that one titled? Reconstitution of the executive branch. All right, so you when you 
apply that that's the that's the government side it has a ppd-40 which is a presidential policy directive to keep all three branches of government performing their national essential functions well those would be defense budgets that would be things like catastrophes disasters natural disasters hurricanes tornadoes things of that nature those are things that we cannot stop we cannot control so life goes on even in, in the midst of a war right every war we've ever been in civil war revolution life went on around it because history shows that not many people fought in them the majority of the public did not fight in the civil war the majority of the people did not fight in the revolutionary wars and that's i think people forget that too people think that when they hear civil war that that the whole country is fighting each other it wasn't that way it was just a group of people who were uh fighting for the cause while everybody else was was griping and moaning complaining and calling themselves a patriot but they weren't fighting for it all right so you look at the continuity directives ppd-40 three branches of government national central functions it's all outlined there department of homeland security fema that's when you know okay if the con if the if the three branches of government are under a continuity government well they're not in control then that flips over to the second power which is the military which is the military occupancy which is the law of war manual and then you have your uniform code of military justice which is military laws all right so then you you fast forward that's 2017. Donald Trump declared he didn't declare war in 2017 per se. He did write his executive order for the human rights abuse, but that was his first executive order with a national emergency, December 2017. Then you fast forward, January 2018. I was just watching a while ago the the flight out. The Gitmo aircraft was in the sky doing a late run, uh, going down to to Gitmo. Uh, so if you look at q i didn't talk about q a whole lot in the beginning uh because if i can't get americans on board with straight up bipartisan current legislation which are in laws and orders on dot gov and dot mill sites they definitely ain't going to understand anything of uh, military intelligence and, and and things of that nature you're going to lose them completely um so but q the very first person who said we have it all we've caught them all q january 21st 2018 then nine days later, President Trump signed his executive order 13823 that kept Gitmo open, that old Biden campaign that he was going to shut down, and he ain't done it yet. He ain't re he ain't revoked or revised or anything. Executive order 13823, um, which is easy to do. That's something that's just stroke of the pen can change that. So that shows that that definitely shows he's not president. Um, and then. 2020 was when Donald Trump first said, we have it all, we've caught them all. So Q said it way back here, January 21st, 2018, Commander-in-Chief Trump says it over here in 2020. We have it all, we've caught them all. All right, so there's a lot of stuff that can confirm Q. Uh, then you move forward, we'll get a little quicker here. Um, the, the War Powers Resolution Act was, a, was an amendment to the first War Powers Act. That's where Congress, you can blame Congress, not President Trump, blame Congress of 1973. They, they decided that you could declare war as a president. All right, 1973, by national emergencies, uh, that he can introduce armed forces into hostility uh, with the threat of an attack of the U.S. or anything of that nature. All right, so that's what Donald Trump did. 
And, and it was so monumental. All these things happened in one day. On December the 20th, 2019, the Defense Production Act was amended. And then the Uniform Code of Military Justice was overhauled, first time since 1950. Um, the Courts Martial Handbook was also overhauled, had new stuff added to it and reissued. The United States Space Force was established on December the 20th, 2019. And then the War Powers Resolution Act added this clause inside of it. All right. Well, if you were standing around a barbecue, um, or if you're going out this weekend, you're around a college football party or whatever you're doing on the weekends and you were at a barbecue and you got with one of your uh, liberal friends or, you know, friend on the left over there. They tell you that Congress is the only one who, to, who they can can declare war via the Constitution. That's wrong um, because it was always uh, kind of. You know, back then, you got to go back to back then and realize what the founders were, were thinking back then. They would have never dreamt that America would look like it does today because the military was established first. They wrote it from that standpoint. They wrote the Constitution coming out of that Revolutionary War. And they did put in there that the, the Congress can declare war, but they also put in there that Congress will, will come up with the regulations of the Navy and the Army because it's all they had back then. Uh, and, of course, the Marine Corps don't like to hear this, but the Marine Corps is a division of the Navy. They don't like to hear that. They like to say they're the men's department of the Navy. Uh, if you want to hear a military joke tonight, that is a military joke. Um, but that's what the Constitution says. And they've done that through the years. And so then you had the Military Justice Act clarifying those three things earlier. And then you have Donald Trump coming in here on the Section 1550. And I'm going to pull it up and read it word for word just because it's fun to, to do it. Um, to read it word for word. It's actually called Reports and Briefings on Use of Military Force and Support Partner Forces. That's the actual title of it. All right, we go down to the bottom of the page. It says Executive Documents. And it says Delegation of Authority under Section 1285 of the National Defense Authorization Act for the fiscal year 2020. Memorandum of the President, July 19, 2021. Well, that's weird. If you're an accountant, that makes no sense at all. So Joe Biden is over here, July 19, 2021, putting a memorandum in for the fiscal year 2020, which the, the defense budget. So the, the National Defense Authorization Act of 2020 would have been written in 2019. All right. That's when it would have been passed. So what is a memorandum from 2021? Almost. I mean, we're talking about midway through 2020. What's it doing in a 2020 year? That don't make any sense except for. Da -da 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 -da. Continental government, military occupation. They had to put this in here because this is a, uh, this is, if you will, it's a, uh, it's an addressing of a two-year clause. Okay, and I'm gonna show you that. So it says right here. Uh, let's see. I'm just gonna look real fast on here. We're going, we're gonna do some fun here. So Robert, I see Robert here, and I see uh, Swamp Gator. Um, we're gonna do it like that because I don't know what K stands for, but we're going to use Robert. Robert is going to be, Bob is going to actually be uh, the Secretary of Defense, because that sounds like a Secretary of Defense name. And uh, Swamp Gator, we're going to make Swamp Gator the uh, actual Donald John Trump, because he sounds like a someone who's uh, tired of the swamp. Um, so we're going to do this. And I'm going to be the bad guy. I'll be the bad dude. I will be Joe Biden for this case. All right, it says this right here. Memorandum for the Secretary of Defense. So it's telling you right there, this is for the Secretary of Defense. All right, this is for the Bob, okay? By the authority vested in 
Joe Biden as president, me as president, me, Joe Biden as president, by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including Section 301 of Title III, United States Code, I, Joe Biden, hereby delegate the Bob Kaufman, the authority and functions vested in the Swamp Gator by Section 1285, Section A through E of public law, 116-92, which is 50 United States Code, Section 1550, on the use of military force and support partner forces to the Congress. You are authorized and directed to publish this memorandum in the Federal Register. All right. So first off, ladies and gentlemen, when, when people hear uh, it says by the authority vested me as president, You'll have those naysayers out there who are saying, well, you're, you're saying that, that Joe Biden's president. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't have that clause in there, you'd have your answer. If you didn't ha ever have anything during this three years, almost three years now, that had Biden's name beside it, then you'd already have your answer. Especially those of us that know where to go to legislation, we would be going, hey, it's been three years. There ain't nothing that with Biden's name in legislation. You would have your answer. See, that's how you flip this around and you think in left brain, right brain, all brain, you flip it. If you never had Biden's name anywhere in legislation where all of us who know where legislation's publicly posted for the public, we'd be flipping them. Hey, man, it's been th almost three years and there's nothing with Biden's name anywhere. Isn't that weird? OK, so they had to in a different manner because this is a sort of certain kind of operation. So. Let's go back really quick one more time. Memorandum of the President, July 19, 2021. Memorandum for the Secretary of Defense, the Bob Kaufman. All right. Robert Kaufman. By the authority vested in me as Joe Biden, by the Constitution and laws of the United States of America, I hereby delegate to the Bob Kaufman, the Robert Kaufman, the authority and functions vested in the Swamp Gator by Section 1285 through a through E of public law on the use of military force and support partner forces to the Congress. Okay. So why would Joe Biden give the secretary of defense, the authority authority has to have an author. And that's why every English teacher loves definitions. We love terminology. We love it. Now I'm not an English teacher, but still, I think I am in a different manner. Uh, but authority, authority has to have an author functions has to have an operation all right because functions are basically missions if you will functions actions functions what it says well let's go up and read that section 1550 hmm not later than 180 days after december the 20th 2019 and every 180 days thereafter the president shall submit to the Congressional Defense Committees, the Committee on Foreign Relations of the Senate and the Committee on Foreign Affairs of the House of Representatives, a report on actions, functions, taken pursuant to the authorization for use of military force against those countries or organizations described in such law, as well as any actions taken to command, coordinate, participate in the movement of or accompany the regular or irregular military forces of any foreign country or government when such forces are engaged in hostilities or in situations where imminent involvement in hostilities is clearly indicated by the circumstances 
during the preceding 180-day period. So it put a it put a, a a double stamp there saying not later than 180 days after. And every 180 days thereafter, then it turns around and says, and preceding the 180 days. So it absolute has an absolute report in between the 180 days and before the next 180 days, meaning it's continuous until terminated. Laws and orders like this have to have a joint resolution or termination. And the president can declare war through national emergencies. You go read chapter, uh, go to uh, 50 U.S. Code, chapter 33, section 1621, and you can read that where he can declare war. This is the declaration. Because in the first 180 days, it says not later than 180 days after December 20, 2019. All right, this is not Alabama math. Alabama people are going to struggle with this. It's not Alabama math. It's where you have to get your little calculator out and go, okay, 180 days plus December 20th, 2019 will be June 17th, 2020. Well, what happened between there? Something major and beautiful happened. And this is where all your answers lie. And, and, and once you know that, then you got 95% of this operation whipped. You just have to apply that this is a terminology. This is what they're going by. This is their actions. This is their order. This right here is the foundational order. All right. This is the foundational one because it's not been revised, revoked, rescinded, terminated, joint resolution. It's still active. All right. So the first 180 days, March the 2nd, 2020. Very, very beautiful thing happened. If you went to Google right now, and you typed in Joe Biden Defense Production Act, enter, you'd see Wikipedia, and you'd see a lot of mainstream quote-unquote articles. They tell you that Joe Biden has invoked the Defense Production Act eight times. False. When you go to the actual Defense Production Act, which is found in 50 United States Code, there's that 50 U.S. Code again, War and National Defense, which outlines all your war and national defense, not international. 50 U.S. Code Chapter 55 is the actual Defense Production Act itself. If you go over and look at the Defense Production Act, pull it up, and then you do Control F, which will drop down a, a search bar, type in Biden in that search bar, and then hit Enter. It'll show you two locations that Biden's name's in there. The first one is FIRMA, F-I-R-R-M-A. Foreign Investment Risk Review Modernization Act, which Donald John Trump signed and passed, which means that was when it was invoked, okay, because it's in the Defense Production Act. That's when it was invoked, okay? That act was put in that code. It's, it was invoked, all right? Then the second one is the baby formula shortage. And when you go read all your mainstream articles, guess what it said? NBC and all of them. The Secretary of Defense approves this mission, not Joe Biden. All right. Well, the Secretary of Defense, what did it say over here in this memorandum? This memorandum of 2021 was for the Secretary of Defense, and it was, quote, unquote, Joe Biden giving the Secretary of Defense the what? The authority and functions vested in the swamp gator, Donald John Trump, of December 20, 2019. So then you got to know who the Secretary of Defense is. It's the second power under the commander in chief. All right. It's it, the Secretary of Defense is appointed by the commander in chief, appointed by the president. 
All right. It's a military position. The Secretary of Defense is directly under the Commander in Chief. So why would Joe Biden be given the Secretary of Defense the authority and the functions of Donald John Trump? Who does that tell you that the Secretary of Defense is answering to? Donald John Trump, because the Military Justice Act clarifies that. Commander-in-Chief is separate from the federal government. Commander-in-Chief is separate from the president. There's your clarification. You, can't, you, you don't have to slice it, dice it any other way. You don't need any more laws. You don't need any more orders. You don't need any more acts. You don't need any more codes. You don't need any more anything to show you that. It's that simple. It's that cut and dry. March the 2nd. 2020. That Defense Production Act was extended. It was amended and extended from March the 2nd to September the 30th, 2025. That means, ladies and gentlemen, that every single time you see the Defense Production Act invoked, the, uh, the funds and the appropriations, the money, if you just want to get real slain, the money was already accounted for. It's already appropriated. It's already paid for. So it don't matter if it tells you that Joe Biden invoked it 800 times, 10,000 times, whatever. It's already appropriated for. That's what March 2nd was. It was an amendment and it was extended to September 30, 2025. And it even shows you appropriations inside of that act. 50 U.S. Code, Chapter 55. All right. Then March 13th. Donald Trump had a proclamation 9994 for quote unquote COVID. Then fast forward to March 27, 2020, still within that first 180 days after December the 20, 2019 from 50 U.S. Code, Section 1550. All right. That first 180 days, Donald John Trump became a wartime president by definition. Now, this is where if you're left brain, right brain, whatever brain you are, then you got to flip it around and go, okay, well, if you just can't grasp it from this angle, then flip it around and go this. Why is it all of a sudden so important for the mainstream media to be asking Donald Trump, is he a wartime president? How many people, if you walked up on the street and asked the, just the average, everyday American what a wartime president is, they'd tell you it's a president who starts a war. That's not the case. It's, it's not the case. A wartime president is someone whose country was being attacked and by national emergencies, he declared a war, okay, because the country was being attacked. It don't matter if you know who the attack, the attackers are or not, because you're the toddler who hasn't been keeping up with anything. So therefore, the people who have been keeping up with it, they know what's going on and they're shielding and protecting you. Okay, so doesn't matter. And you can still whine, complain, kick, moan, fuss, gripe, argue punch a wall, whatever you want to do. Fine. Do your thing. Do your thing, boo-boo. That's what all, one of my old drill sergeants used to say. Do your thing, boo-boo. That's fine. But, you know, the people who know, know. And if you want to know, then you got to know the language and you got you to gotta listen to what they're operating with. This is what they're operating with. All right. So Donald John Trump became a wartime president. If you go to Google right now and you type in March 2020, Donald John Trump, wartime president, all your mainstream articles. Why were they asking him that? All of a sudden, why was that such a high precedence that they got to write about it? All right. So he said all throughout March 2020, different wars, same scenario as World War II. He dropped Franklin D. Roosevelt's name all the time. He talked about 
uh, World War II all the time. He talked about Pearl Harbor. He had all these World War II references over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. All right. And you got to listen to it. You got to listen. All right. And then he has to play a, right now he's playing a different kind of role. We'll get to that in a minute. But, but at that time he would, they were laying the foundation, the laws, the orders. So March 27th, by definition, he became a wartime president when he federalized 1 million reserve components to active duty. All right. That was a direct order from the commander in chief to his troops, nothing to do with you civilians. But then he put it in executive order, which is a federal order. Then it became a federal, then it became a federal government thing. He put in executive order 13912. The only person who can federalize the reserve components and National Guard to active duty is the president of the United States of America, which is found in 10 United States Code sections 12302, 10 United States Code 12304. And then when you go Google those and you type in 10 United States Code 12302, guess what's under that? You'll find Executive Order 13912. If you go over to the 12304, you're going to find this other order that I'm about to talk about, which is Executive Order 13919, but it came April 30th, 2019. So just a couple, just shortly after, obviously May, April. So just right after, excuse me, March to April, uh, March 27th to April 30th. So just a little over a month and a half later. This was the first time that I've been able to find in history that a president directed and gave the Secretary of Defense equal authority to, to, to call up the reserve components to active duty. All right, that's Executive Order 13919. It's found in the code of the 10 U.S. Code, 12304. They're both listed. Both those executive orders are under the same titles where the president can, or is the only, who can call into action, call into active duty, the reserve components. All right. The other cool thing about that is this. Any veteran who's listening, and it, I think probably most veterans who are in this room are probably already on board, but the ones that might be listening that you think this is a crock or whatever, guess what you raise your right hand under? 10 U.S. Code Section 502. And if you are a commissioned officer, you raise your right hand under 10 U.S. Code Section 1031. So you can't have one without the other. And this is all in legislation, current bipartisan legislation, still not revised, revoked, rescinded, or terminated. There's been no joint resolution. And the actions daily of all the aircraft flying over here prove military occupancy, and it proves continuity of government, and it proves this declaration of national war in Section 1550. You can't have one without the other. You either believe or you don't. And, and you just can't. There's no way to slice that pie because it's all written here. So March 27, 2020, is when Donald John Trump became a wartime president. Becoming a wartime president comes with wartime powers. 47 U.S. Code 606, which is actually titled War Powers of the President. The president can control TV, radio, Internet broadcast, and also closing of government facilities. We've seen all those already. Um, so. There's that's when he became a wartime president by the what I call the I, I say there's two different narratives playing out right now. There's the people who are awake and the people who want to know the people who are willing to research and study and read. 
And when they get the blueprint that I talk about, then it's going to make sense. And they can see all the optics and the codes once you learn that blueprint. Then Donald Trump's playing a role right now where he has to say certain things because there's so many toddlers out there that have no clue what's going on. We can't lose people. We don't want to lose people. We don't want people, uh, you know, committing all kinds of unthinkables. You don't want people losing hope in different manners. So he has to play a certain role. But just like today, earlier, matter of fact, he put out a, 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 a statement and a friend of mine texts me and goes, well, why, why does, if it's a military occupancy and this, that, and other, then why does he say stuff like this? And in the very first sentence, it answers everything. And this is where people, once again, if you want to know, you got to learn the terminology first. You got to learn the lingo, the language, and then you got to know how legislation works. Then you got to know how military orders work. You got to know how all those work. And then once you know that, like the back of your eyelids, then you'll be able to see the optics. For example, today, his statement says statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States. There's no quotations around it. So that means he's speaking in present form. It says there was no better friend or ally of Israel than President Donald J. Trump. <laughs> he said now he talks about himself a lot. He'll say Trump. They are all against Trump. They don't like Trump. Well, it's because it rolls off the tongue easy. It's real easy. All right. But why didn't he just say there was no better friend or ally of Israel than myself? Why didn't he say there was no better friend or ally of Israel than when I was president? Why did he say there was no better friend of ally of Israel than President Donald J. Trump? He's talking about himself in present form, in first person form, because he's talking as a commander in chief. It's real. It, that, that's where you have to apply the military justice act. That's why you have to apply where a president becomes a wartime president, which makes him a full time commander in chief. All right. They're separate. They're separated. They've been separated. And, you know, and then, like I tell people, even on the left, you ain't got to like it. That's fine. You don't have to like anything I talk about. But guess what? This is legislation. It's current and bipartisan. This is what they, they, the Congress, who are under a continuity of government are operating with. And this is what the military are operating under. You don't have to like it, but you might want to know it. That way, in the future, your First Amendment, your freedom of expression will be a lot. It'll go a lot further when you understand and know your powers and know your empowerment and, and how to apply that. Versus just flailing off, all cussing me, talking about my personal life, things that ain't even true, first off. All these people out there hating, ridicule, mocking, and, you know, just slandering, not just me, but uh, all the people. Uh, but, you know, of course, President Trump is in a different boat than I am, obviously, because of who he is, duh. But then, you know, they're in the actual portion of the operation where they're solely protected. I'm in a portion of a civilian manner who was a veteran um, saying, hey, I'm an average everyday American now. This is what's going on. This is how legislation works. This is how military laws and orders work. Right. So you can you you cannot run over here to all these people who are not talking legislation, laws and orders. And even if they're talking about them, it's how they're delivering it. What are they saying about it? All right. And there's a lot of people right now that are still just flailing. Now, a lot of these red and blue check people, depending on who they are, um, are under NDAs because they have such massive platforms. 
Um, and because they were uh, trying to use this as an operation in a different manner on the ground, um, you know, what President Trump, the reason why he doesn't endorse me or doesn't do anything, retruth my stuff in a, in a straight out way is because I know too much of the operation in a different manner. And you don't want to create laziness on the flip side either um, from the standpoint of I mix everything together. If I was just talking straight up laws and orders from legislation, then he would share my stuff. But I'm talking to military occupancy. I'm talking in depth of why it would look that way, how it would look that way, how they would pull that off. And it's he just they're playing a role right now and they have to because you don't want to lose people on the bigger levels. You know, when you look at my platform, maybe 700,000 following all together on all platforms, but you do that divided by 332 million, that's not a lot of people at all. Um, and so when you, when you get, you got to think and know the language. So that's when he became a wartime president. And then you fast forward to, um, of course, November, 2020, it was never about the 2020 election. So there's a lot of patriots out there who still think, well, we can't do this until 2020 is fixed. Well, 2020 is being fixed along with 2018, along with 2016, along with 2022, along with 2014. They're all being fixed. They're all being fixed. This didn't just start overnight. And, and patriots are, are that that are hanging on to just 2020 and Donald Trump. That the election was stolen from Donald John Trump. Da, 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 da. I got a buddy in England, and he makes fun of rednecks in the South when they talk, and he uh, in the in the in the states, and he'll go dirty, 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 and that's what a lot of people sound like. And and you know, and and I'm I get frustrated in a different way because I'm like, hey, you're a Trump supporter, right? Yes. I love, he's my president. He's my man. Blah, 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 blah. Well, he, here's this legislation. Here's this laws and orders. He never went anywhere. This is a military occupancy. You're not going to see that until you know that. But this was never about 2020. And it, the, the more frustrating part is this, the, a lot of the patriots that claim this. And I'm like, it was never about 2020. This was never about 2020 alone. It was never about Donald Trump adding president to his resume, a notch on his belt. Like, nothing about that. His executive order 13848 proves that. All right. It was written two two months before any election under him and two years before the presidential election. So the military took over the elections in 2016. And they've told you this. They they didn't tell you that one, but they've told you every other one since then. And the most recent one was this past November. And you had on November the third, nonetheless, November the third, eleven, eleven point three. You had uh, Fox News putting out an article. <laughs> they put out that the National Guard was going to be um, at voter precincts all over the country. How come people didn't even see that? All, especially the Fox News people. That's the most baffling part. Fox News people are some loyal people. Boy, if we had the loyalty in the on the military occupancy and the, and the legislation that's out there that Fox News has, good Lord have mercy. Um, but the Fox News told you, National Guard on 11.3, you go over to the Law of War Manual 11.3 and read it. And it reads word for word of that kind of style of, of what they were trying to paint a picture of that day of what was taking place. So this was never about President Trump being president. But to put the icing on the cake is, is when you go to military customs, everybody's heard me say it. But you go to the, the uh, January the 20th. I mean, if you're a veteran, 
this is where civilians have to take a little chill pill and take a little seat. Um, and I'll continue to, to deal with the, the few little kind of trolls I have talking about that I, I, I disgrace veterans. I'm a veteran. So if a veteran has a problem with it, then come on, come at me. Let's go. But if you're a veteran and you serve for the right reasons and the right motives, then you can't argue with our customs. All right. It's our customs, not the civilians customs. It's our customs. All right. And the whole reason the uniform is sacred and the reason why we have regulations of the uniform in the first place, if the uniform wasn't sacred or didn't mean anything, we wouldn't have regulations for how we wear our hair. We wouldn't have regulations on, uh, you know, certain uniforms and the colors and, and where you can and can't wear your cover outside, inside. We, we wouldn't have that. It wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a big deal, but because it is, because it's a regulation, because it's a custom, because it is a discipline that we, we practice. It is a big deal. And the combat uniform, especially, is the uniform that soldiers take the fall in. It is absolutely important. And for civilians who don't think so, you need to get, you know, scoot along. Uh, this ain't for you. It, it ain't for, it won't ever be for you because this is a military operation. And, you know, that's where I went on my rant, obviously, that put me on the map in August was, it's a disgrace to uniform. It's a disgrace and it's a disservice to everybody who donned the uniform who took a fall in it. All right. Then memorial graves across this land. I mean, National Arlington National Cemetery is not the only memorial grave site in this nation. There, every state has rolling hills that you can go see memorial graves. And, and the stones look the same for a reason. You know why they look the same? Because everybody's equal in the military. No one. I got buddies who have purple hearts. You would never know it. You would never know that they had a purple heart because they knew what it took to get it. And you got all, you got a few veterans out there that are still these veterans that just are all about their rank and all about what they did and all about themselves. And if you didn't do what they did, you ain't crap. And that ain't what the military is about. And it gives the military a bad name. And for the integrity of the military and for the integrity of service, you know, it has nothing to do with how long you serve, where you serve, what you did, what, Nothing of that. It's the fact that you raised your right hand. You took the oath of this of the Constitution. You you took that duty. All right. But when you raise your right hand under if you were enlisted, 10 U.S. Code, Section 502, if you're a commission officer, 10 U.S. Code, Section 1031. If you raise your right hand, then what's it say? I do solemnly swear to what? Support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I will obey the orders of the president and the officers appointed over me according to what? Regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice? Weird. Why'd they put that in there if that don't? What? If laws don't matter, military laws don't matter, military orders don't matter, military customs don't matter, military regulations, branch regulations, if none of that matters, why is that clause in there? Why? According to regulations, and the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. All right. And so veterans, on January the 20th, where were you? Matter of fact, I, I got, I'm going to post the pictures here in the, in the next week or so, but um, I've got a refrigerator that I'm going to auction off for charity. Um, and we'll let the highest bidder uh, decide what charity it is. But I've got a refrigerator that I punch, and it is solid metal. And I put a dent in it, in it whenever they, quote, unquote, uh, the, the, the uh, inauguration, quote, unquote, 
I got a dent in the refrigerator because I punched it so hard, put a big old dent in it, and I'm gonna circle it and I'm gonna sign it, and then we're gonna I'll deliver it to the person, um, and then we'll we'll take the money and and do it to charity. But that's what a veteran does. Now you got people out there to go punching that refrigerator that you know, shows what kind of uh, you know what kind of control you have. No, it shows what kind of passion I have that I'm sitting there watching this quote unquote inauguration and my own family members and friends are sitting there asking me, was I off my meds? Are you off your meds today? Are you, I mean, think about what they're saying to a veteran, right? Uh, And and it's a custom has nothing to do. All the uniforms were jacked up. None of those uniforms, every one of them were jacked up. They didn't salute the motorcade. All right. There's, uh, There's so much stuff that was going on. All right. But then you, you flip over and you go, wait. So you go to CBS News right now. I just put the picture up and CBS News still has up to this day uh, the quote unquote uh, inauguration service. Um, and it's got a gunnery sergeant on there. First off, the gunnery sergeant is, is actually sergeant is misspelled. All right. And uh, it says. Uh, it shows that the dude in, in BDUs. And Marine Corps veterans out there are the most hardcore men and women you'll ever meet in your life. And for the right reasons. All right. Love this nation. Love their service. They they are like hardcore. Hardcore. All right. And like I said, I love every Marine Corps uh, veteran that I know personally. But Marine Corps, they beat the living hell out of each other for 12 of their 14 weeks. All right. And... That's that's fine. I joke with them all the time. I'm like, y'all have no brains because y'all beat the crap out of each other for for 12 years, 14 weeks. And uh, but Marine Corps are the ones that really just every Marine Corps veteran I know, they are so disciplined. They are so structured. They are so keen on every little thing and for the right reasons. And they'll let you know. Well, they show a Marine Corps veteran, but they're showing it in its present day. For the quote unquote says master gunnery sergeant so and so sergeant smith fell all right then and this is cbs news now cbs news all right and it's in battle dress uniform bdus all right and it wasn't some form where they're supposed to be they're they're talking about him as if he's still in the band now it wasn't some oh you know master gunner sergeant 20 years ago duh, 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 duh. nothing like that in BDUs, and the Marine Corps haven't worn BDUs since 2005. I mean, they put all this stuff, all the other uniforms were all jacked up. They weren't even real uniforms. You got a guy standing by the grave of the unknown soldier. You got a, a quote-unquote soldier by the unknown soldier now, the, the most sacred site known to the military, and, and freaking got no cover on? Where are you at, veterans? I mean, wake up. You know good and well if we walk outside without our cover on, if you're not in a designated area where you're where you're working and your cover can be off, if you're just, in, especially in a ceremony like that where everybody else has their cover on, that's, that is not discipline. That is not military bearing whatsoever. That's not military regulations. And how that was right in front of everybody, there was so much stuff jacked up, all right? And then... The, the frustrating part is not a lot of veterans that, that are like that. There's a few that still need to wake up. But the frustrating part is when civilians want to question a veteran. Boy, y'all support the military. Y'all claim to support the military. Oh, I support our troops. I support I support the military. 
But when we start to when a veteran starts telling you military laws, military orders, military regulations, military customs, military optics, military comms, it, we're we're off our meds. We're crazy. Oh, I don't know if I believe that. Oh, that's hogwash. You're a conspiracy theorist. And da da da. I mean, that's that's where it gets frustrating. And so that day was supposed to be for for anybody watching who knew a military veteran who's sitting there going, oh, my gosh. Of course, I already knew what was going on. But the, the ones that didn't, when they saw that, they should have been like, holy smokes. Holy, holy crap. Look at this. Look what just happened. And every patriot should have just risen up and just been like, oh, my gosh. Just like you finally... Whatever it was when you were a kid that you finally opened up on Christmas Day, that look on your face, that's what it's supposed to have been like when you saw what what I saw that day while I punched that refrigerator. And then you have freaking ESPN. You're supposed to be watching a, a game, and you have ESPN, nonetheless, break over and, and interrupt their program to announce Joe Biden's official president of the United States of America. That's, I mean, I punched the refrigerator again. All right, so it's got two dents on it. Um, so whoever gets it gets two for one. Um, but it, so you're watching and it's even hilarious that recently I was on a, a podcast with some guy, uh, claims to be 10 year 10. I worked in DC for 10 years and I'm a military veteran, da, 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 Navy veteran. And man, I mean, just ha- turn his whole base against me. A Navy veteran now turns the whole base. And I'm like, dude, first off, this is where I, you know, let's take this off. Let's take this off the off the air. Let's let's take this away from people and let's do this one on one and let me humiliate you. Um, because one, you need to stick in, with the Navy because it's the Army uh, who performs the presidential inauguration service. Um, so you just go ahead and stick with your seamen and uh, go out, you know, go go do what y'all do uh, out in the water, play in your little puddles that y'all do. And and, you know. And then, but when I, when you say that to, to civilians, it sounds like you're talking about every person in the Navy, not and Navy people know I'm not either because I'm a veteran. Right. But when you got a guy who's claiming to be a veteran misleading all his base and all his people saying that was not this, this was actually this. And that's the stuff that keeps the wheels on the buses saying going round and round. And that's why America looks the way it does. It's because everybody has an opinion and everybody tries to base it off of their experience. I'm not doing it off of experience. The military didn't teach me any of this whatsoever. The military did not teach me anything that I know whatsoever. Legislation does. The terminology does. Knowing how it operates, how it functions. Knowing the three branches of government. Knowing who writes law, who passes law, who interprets law. It, knowing that does. It has nothing to do with your education level. It has nothing to do with your experience. It has nothing to do with any of that. Not a thing. And anybody can know it. But then you got people like that who are still spewing this. So on January the 20th, 2021, the whole world witnessed Joe, well, they witnessed Donald John Trump have a full grade constitutional inauguration service. Because when you go over to the actual Arlington National Cemetery, dot meal which is your actual if you had a relative who who died or was close to dying and they said that they wanted to be uh buried at uh arlington then you want to you don't, you don't know if they qualify for it or not well then you go over to arlington national cemetery dot meal 
and you'd be able to find, you know, questions, funerals, visit, explore about education, expansion, and, and you know, it talks about all that. So when you go over to the, the section that says the 21 gun salute, you go read it. It says salute by cannon or artillery is a military tradition that originated in the 14th century. And it goes on to tell you about it. But at the very bottom, it says the 21 gun salute is not to be confused with a three volley salute or a three rifle volley rendered at military funeral honors, which you might see or hear at Arlington National Cemetery. All right. Well, you got to be able to separate when a president actually dies and you know it, like Herbert Walker Bush, who was a traitor. I mean, we can his his flag was not placed accordingly on the casket. All right. That's the first thing you look for. Then you look at it was wrinkled. Those two things showed you that George Herbert Walker Bush was a traitor. All right. And he died dishonorably. All right. So, you know, you don't have to like it and you don't have to like you could be a biggest Bush fan in the world and you're going to find out in history that you're wrong somewhere down the road here soon. Um, and we all were at one point because everybody who was living during that time period, you voted for Bush uh, or his son. Um, so when you look at all international cemetery and you read that, then you go over to the air force honor guard page. I love their wording even better. Thank you air force, but the air force honor guard, they actually tell you commonly, but incorrectly commonly, but incorrectly the 21 gun salute is not the three volley salute. So it tells you that, that, Hey, the three volley salute is not a 21 gun salute. You can go over to YouTube and you can look up the, the third infantry division. You can look up the old guard. They go, they go better as the old guard or the presidential salute batter. And they'll tell you what they do. And they'll tell you that all into national cemetery. So when a president dies like Herbert Walker Bush, if you go to YouTube right now and you type in George H W Bush comma, uh, 21 gun salute. They fired a 21 gun salute for him. Yes. Because when you go look at the actual ceremonial process for when a president actually dies and you know that he dies, they do a 21 gun salute. Start. So if you die on uh, like tonight, if you die tonight, then tomorrow starting at noon, every military base in the nation would fire a 21 gun salute in one minute intervals. All right. So, if you died in the morning time, they would have it for noon as well. But if you died, let's say at like, you know, 12.05 p.m., then they'll wait to the next day. They, so they have certain processes they do, ceremonial things that they do to recognize that. So the actual laying of interring into the ground, though, like the actual funeral service itself for a president that you know died would be the presidential salute battery. All right. So that's how you got to separate that. So January the 20th, 2021 was not any other day of the year. The odds that a president would actually die on that day. I mean, you got better odds of winning the Texas and Florida lottery um, and, the, and the Mississippi lottery all on the same day. All right. So, but you got to look at the optic of it. January 2021 was supposed to be Inauguration Day. It's really not in history. March the 4th is the original Inauguration Day. But for the sake of it, 
January 20th. All right. Donald John Trump walks off a red carpet rollout on a, off a Marine One on a red carpet rollout. And this is how keen the military is. This is how keen we are with our ceremonial processes and our discipline, our structure, and every unit has a certain thing we do. Well, he rolls out on the fourth ruffle. Dun, 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 four of those. On the fourth one, the 21-gun salute simultaneously starts with Commander uh, Hail to the Chief. All right, so the, the band starts playing Hail to the Chief, and the 21-gun salute starts right there. A 21-gun salute, by definition, is four cannons, 21 guns, five-second intervals. Where everybody gets confused is, for some reason, when you hear 21 guns, people forget about the cannons. So it's not 21 rifles, all right? And we won't, we won't, there's a lot of females in this room. We won't do the little, the little joke that we do in the military about this is my wife, this is my weapon, this is my gun. We won't do that one, all right? But that's, you got to separate it. Four cannons, 21 guns. 21 guns is not rifles. 21 guns stands for shots fired. How many rounds are going to be fired? 21 rounds, 21 shots, all right? So that's what that means. And then there's five seconds in between each one. In the presidential salute battery, they have this ceremony that they perform. They don't stand around and wait for someone to go, hey, start firing. They don't do that. You, you got to go over to YouTube and watch them. They're, they're beautiful to watch. It's awesome to watch. It's, it's cool to watch, especially when they have a misfire. The misfire guys are more keen than the ones doing the, the, the cannons. So you have four cannons, three are shooting, one's for misfire. All right. That, that fourth cannon does not fire unless there's a misfire. That's how that works. 21-gun salute, four cannons, 21 rounds, five-second intervals. That was at Donald John Trump's. When he was walking off, when everybody thought he was riding off to the sunset, he wasn't riding anywhere. That was an inauguration service going into the next phase of this operation. All right. And there were 21 is Joint Base Andrews what the world saw on c-span and cnn and all those with joe biden were if you go to c-span right now that's the longest inauguration one that's still up quote unquote inauguration you have arlington national cemetery and the white house on a split screen why are they showing you arlington national cemetery all right there's your optic and then it shows him so of course they do Sure, they, they go to the, the grave of an unknown soldier, and they're supposed to push the wreath back. But the 21-gun salute has never been over there at Arlington. See, that's where you got that's where you got another difference. So they showed you Arlington National Cemetery, and they tripped you up by showing you the grave of an unknown soldier, and they showed you Biden by it. He never touched the wreath. He never pushed it back. That was your first optic. Plus, all the uniforms are all jacked up. We won't use the other term that we use in the military. Um, but they were all jacked up guys standing by the unknown soldier wreath with a cover off all the other uniforms don't even match they're all mismatched that sure there could be different um military branches there but they'd all look cohesive they'd all match and they don't all right so there's your other and the uniforms the, the jackets aren't even regulation in the first place the overcoats they're wearing they're not regulation some are wearing different colored belts that's a no-no that don't happen um there's just so much stuff that was jacked up that day. Um, and then the three cannons, there they are. Beautiful three cannons. All right. It's it. And then you have civilians that say, well, 
Why, how come YouTube says it? Oh, my gosh. I guess everything on YouTube, everything on the Internet is believable. I guess that's the case. So let's just believe everything. You won't listen to a veteran who's showing you national. You're going to all into national cemetery.mil and it tells you the 21 gun salute is not to be confused with a three volley salute rendered at military funeral honors. No, no, don't believe. Don't believe the official sites. Don't go over to the Air Force page where it says commonly, but incorrectly. Uh, the, the three volley salute is not the 21 gun salute. Oh, no, don't 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 pay attention to real military and veterans who know. Don't do that. Let's go to YouTube and see what Tampa Bay local news has to say. Oh, look at here. Joe Biden and three got his 21 gun salute. It's not a 21 gun salute. Three cannons, nine second intervals. And the first first shot was a misfire. So it wasn't even a 21 gun salute. It was actually 20 guns. It it. It was a misfire, and it wasn't. It didn't have a replacement fire. With a three cannon set, you got two fire and one for misfire, and there was no replacement whatsoever. And they're standing around waiting on the queue. There was no ceremony. There was no marching. There was nothing. Their uniforms weren't correct. None of their uniforms are correct. None of it. And it's right there on national. It's still on C-SPAN to this day, in Arlington National Cemetery. And the, the Air Force page tells you that, too. It's like the three volley salute is not to be confused. With it. it says the commonly but incorrectly. It's the 21 gun salute is not the three volley salute that you'll find at Arlington National Cemetery. Arlington National Cemetery is your root, your root keynote there. They're showing you split screen, White House, and they're showing you. Oh, and then if you go to CBS, same CBS news page, once again, that I was talking about a while ago with the. Uh, it quote unquote inauguration CBS News to <laughs> get a picture of Joe Biden and it says this right here and it's so it's it's hilarious um, it says emotional farewell and I'm gonna read it word for word one day before being inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States Joe Biden becomes emotional as he delivers farewell remarks to his home state. At Major Joseph R. Bo Biden III National Guard Reserve Center, and there's another optic, National Guard Reserve Center, on January 19, 2021 in Newcastle, Delaware. Now, why would Joe Biden, who, if you went to Google right now, they have shown Joe Biden more times in his home state of Delaware and on the beach. And here is a inauguration page on CBS news to this day with a a little sliver. And it says emotional farewell one day before being inaugurated as a 46 Joe Biden becomes emotional as he delivers farewell remarks to his home state. Now, why would he be delivering farewell? Do you know what farewell means by, by all definitions? Farewell used to express good wishes on parting. But the mainstream media shows him over in Delaware all the time. But over here on CBS News on Inauguration Day, he's having an emotional farewell to his son. And then shortly after it, he's what? Getting a military funeral honors by the United States military, which weren't real, but it doesn't matter. The optics around it are. The three cannons are your optics. He didn't get a ride in Air Force One to the inauguration day period whatsoever. I mean, there was so much stuff put in front of you that, that it hits you so fast. But if you don't know the terminology and you're a civilian, you have no clue about the military. 
you would have never known about that. And I never would have dreamt in my life that when, whenever, um, you know, my mother was a very key role. She, she told me, you know, she's like, I think you ought to take your documents and uh, do a video on those and try to condense them though. And I think it would help so many people. And it has, I'm not knocking all the, like the followers I have, but it ain't about the followers. It's about the ones who ain't, it's about the ones who are struggling. It's about the ones who are, you know, Jesus Christ, if he came back to earth right now, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be walking with like-minded Christians. No, he'd be walking with those that he was trying to, to deliver from evil, to deliver out of the, the addictions and whatever they have. So, you know, when people get on me saying, hey, you got a lot of people follow. I know that, but it, it's not about that. It's about the people who are struggling, who aren't, because that is the heart of a warrior. That's the mind of a, of a true warrior. That's the heart of a true patriot. And so, you know, the frustration sits with the ones who who do hear, who do see. And, it, and then you apply the Bible. What did the disciples do? What did the disciples do after Christ arose and he sat with them? They saw his scars. They saw it and they still questioned if he was Jesus. And he said, you see, and it's hard for you to believe. So. The passage is basically, if you see and you, it's hard for you to believe, how hard is it for those who cannot see to believe? And we're in a nation where we have so many people who don't know the terminology. 75% of America cannot name the three branches of government. Just name them. But boy, will they argue? Will they argue tooth and nail and want to pull every hair out of your head and theirs? They will argue, whine, fuss, gripe, complain moan negative nancy debbie downer they will bring their spirit down your spirit down they'll bring a dog spirit down and the dogs are the most loving animals in the world they'll bring a dang dog spirit down because it but and everything's right here in writing and so you want to know what's going on you got to know the language you got to know the terminology and then you got to put aside all this other stuff mainstream media or under a code if you're still going to fox even newsmats oan if you're still looking at all them, they got their makeup on, they got their pretty faces on, and they're sitting up there high and mighty and all pretty, and they got a format, they got a fit, and they got a guest that'll come on there for three minutes, if that. That's the that's the longest that you might see. They'll have a guest come on there, and, and there is no way known to man that Derrick Johnson, especially with my long long answers, but there's no way you you, you can ever condense down what this military occupancy looks like and the military occupation and the federal continuity government, there's no way to do that. And, and therefore you're never going to hear that. You're not going to hear that until they're ready to flip this, this thing on the people. And Q does say that there will be a day there's coming a day that this is going to hit the TVs. And so that's why they're getting you ready with stuff like what they do with, with, uh, you know, they're showing you, um, the emergency management, uh, they're showing you the EAS, emergency alert. They're showing you the, the Speaker of the House being ousted first time in history. They're getting people ready for the first time in history on everything to go, uh-oh, uh, Derrick Johnson, he was correct. And it wasn't about me being correct, but it, it's the fact that there's very few who know what's going on. There's very few who can tell what's going on. I'm not telling the missions. I'm not telling what people are doing here, where, and everywhere, the ones that I know that are doing stuff. I'm not telling the missions. I'm not jeopardizing the mission. But Donald Trump said, never again will the people know what's going on with our military missions. 
can't say operations. Everything that I talk about is all public. It's all public laws and orders that Donald John Trump put into place. And if they didn't mean anything, then it's like I posted today. Well, if they don't mean anything, well, what's Joe Biden doing? It's sending 11 executive orders with national emergencies of Donald John Trump. Why? Three of them make no sense whatsoever. Election interference, um, the, um, the, the Communist Party and military, uh, so that if you support, if you're funding, basically, if you will, the uh, communist military through certain kinds of funds and investments and stocks and things of that nature. And then the human rights abuse, which was the war on all trafficking. Um, and like, like president Trump said in his NBC uh, interview that he just did, uh, let's see, three weeks ago. Um, he, he specifically said that he was like, uh, yeah, they indicted Biden, uh, Hunter Biden on one charge of the 12 charges. The one charge is the one charge that, Joe's not linked to. And those other 11 charges have trafficking involved in it and all kinds of other stuff involved in it. That's an optic for you. It's not for you to go, oh, because the, you know, the corrupt system, the judicial system, and da, 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 da. no, they're all under a continuity of government. So you always have to stem back to the military occupancy, the continuity of government. Now, where you don't get lazy with it is you don't see that's why Trump and them, they won't, they won't endorse me right now is because they don't want people to get lazy knowing that the military is doing this and they don't want you to sit back and not get involved either. But what they, where you bridge the gap is you go, okay, the military is doing this. The continuity government has the legislation. So the legis so the legislative department or legislative branch, that's your Congress, your judicial branch, that's your courts. And then your executive branch, that's your president, your vice president, the cabinet. They're all under a continuity government. They're doing, they're doing a clean out of that. The military's in charge. They're doing a massive clean out, right? The swamp's being drained right in front of you. But where you, the people, have to get involved is, is knowing when and where and how we vote. Statute of 1845, we already have election laws. We need every American to start reading the actual terminology that's in place, that's already been in place, that the military's using and the, and the Congress behind the scenes are using. What's on paper is what matters. What you're seeing on TV is the distraction. So you're going to, if you fall for TV and you fall for the Israel stuff, you fall for Maui and you fall for all this stuff that they're still showing you on TV, you're still falling hard and you're not looking at the military occupancy. You're not looking at the continuity of government. You're not looking at what they're giving you on paper legislation and the actions of the military. So like the, uh, the Israel thing just a couple of days ago, like the optics around that. Very, very easy. Uh, matter of fact, just about an hour ago, we had an Israeli aircraft leaving Illinois, uh, a VIP aircraft. All right. What? Why isn't it in D.C.? OK, if Joe Biden's president, why wasn't Israeli aircraft leaving Scott Air Force Base? All right. Why? That don't make any sense whatsoever. Um, so, you know, and it's a VIP aircraft. It wasn't a, a, a it's a military aircraft, but it wasn't a combat military aircraft type deal. All right. And then you have um, civilian aircraft in and out of Israel all day long. In a true war situation, ladies and gentlemen, there would be a no-fly zone. There's been aircraft in and out of Israel all day today. All right, Cyprus, um, United Arab Emirates. I mean, there's, there's been aircraft in and out. All right, there is, there is military movement there, sure, but it's nothing like that. It's nothing chaotic. Um, and so if you're watching TV, you're going to get caught up in the wrong stuff because Joe Biden, quote unquote, on his 
Hamas uh, uh, Israeli speech, he specifically said it matters. There's a difference. And he's talking about the rule of law. He said we got to go by the rule of law, the law of war. Well, that's a direct military occupation calm right in front of you. He says this just just two days ago. All right. So he's telling you this calm. And then he says that we he was like, I, uh, the secretary of defense, I talked to the secretary of defense. And then they said the secretary of defense moved the USS Gerald Ford over there. Not him. The secretary of defense did so. All right. And then when you go look at Lloyd Austin's his article, his write-up on the, on the defense.gov page. There's one of those dane.govs again. All right, you go over there and look at that. He said that he did that. I directed, I put the, the USS Gerald Furl in the Mediterranean. But the average everyday American who hears Joe Biden say it, they're not looking at the Secretary of Defense. They're definitely not looking at the orders in place that have the Secretary of Defense at equal authority with the commander chief under the commander chief of section one five five zero, which is Donald John Trump. All right. They're not looking at that. They're also not looking at the fact that, um, the USS Gerald Ford, when they hear Joe Biden say that they made it sound like the, the Gerald Ford was sitting in, in North Carolina or, or, uh, on the coast of the U S somewhere and, and going all the way over to, to Israel in the Mediterranean. Ladies and gentlemen, the USS Gerald Ford was already in the Mediterranean Sea. In August, it was in Turkey, on the coast of, of Turkey, which is not far from, from Israel. And then just a few days ago, it was in the Ionian Sea, which is on the, uh, the west side of, of Greece. Right? Well, that's not far. It, it's already there. And so, you know, that's what frustrates a military veteran who, in a different manner, because it's not frustrating in a condescending manner it's frustrating because i know so many people are eager and hungry and want to know and a lot of people are trying not knocking them once trying but there's a lot who are bouncing around and you can't do that you, you know and i know that that it's hard to and it's 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 just it sounds like someone's trying to say hey just listen to me only i'm not saying that but if they're not talking laws orders legislation of the military and the government and showing you that, hey, why would Joe Biden extend all this? Why hasn't Joe Biden ever said the words Space Force out of his mouth? Uh, the sixth branch of military. How come Joe Biden received three cannons? How come he, he's extended 11 executive orders with national emergencies two years in a row? And then a third one that the, one of them is three years, which violates the clause of the two year clause. National emergencies, ladies and gentlemen, anything over two years of national emergency is not an emergency anymore. I call it a national hemorrhoid. It's a problem. <laughs> it's not a it's not a an emergency. All right. There's a two year clause for that. So executive order one three eight four eight, the election interference order, he extended that a third time. All right, and that goes against the clause of law. Um, and then all these other orders. Then you have the Defense Production Act, once again, that shows that he's not in charge. Um, there's so much stuff that they put out front. His calm, again, also in the uh, the the uh, the Iraq thing, I mean, excuse me, with the uh, Israel thing. Um, that right there is right in front of you, blatant right in front of you. Then you look at Kamala. Good Lord, how mercy. She looks like she could play nose guard for the Green Bay Packers. Um, how, how many people can look at, uh, uh, you know, 
a nose and a neck and all kinds of things so different. Uh, and they put it right in front of everybody. And they're slowly leaking it. But then there's going to be a time when it's going to be a rapid rush because all these orders, the next one that's up is, uh, let's see, November the 12th, so a month from now, will be the executive order 13959. Uh, we'll see what he does with that one um, or what the optics are around that. It's not Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a World War II history repeat. It's a Commonwealth Act number 671. Um, I just showed a buddy of mine. I'm in Nashville right now. A buddy of mine, we, uh, we're about to have to go here in a minute, but but buddy of mine, I showed him a, a Panama aircraft coming out of a, a state airport base in Portland. All right, Panama now, military aircraft smaller aircraft uh, on a state airport or you go over to the you look up that state airport no national guard attached no reserve component it's not a military base it's a state airport and you look at the history of it oh a world war ii army air base oh and all these aircraft that they've been showing on this on what they've been given daily that i've been documenting i've got like twenty-eight thousand photos in my phone my storage space is gone uh, and all these aircraft are on state airports, regional airports, municipal airports, and, and there's a few international airports that don't have reserve bases attached to them or uh, National Guard. Why? How do we have Canadian trainer planes on an a international airport in Wyoming that does not have anything military attached to it? And they're military, all right? Canadian, all right? And every day so far, there's been Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Belgium, Hungary, Norway, Italy, Tunisia, Algeria, Nigeria, uh, Singapore. And most of those, a lot of those are all Abraham Accord countries. Canada, Mexico are the uh, the USMCA, which is the what ended, Donald John Trump ended NAFTA and he created the USMCA. Those are those two countries. And then if you go over to old Biden, you go over to old Biden's statement on on uh, Israel. What did his statement say? I've been talking to the countries of United Kingdom, <laughs> Singapore, New Zealand, Australia. Uh, he named all, let's see, uh, Algeria. He named all the countries that have been here in and out of here, but they're all part of the Abraham Accords or they're a part of the United Nations Security Council, not the European Union, but the United Nations Security Council, which are in the Law of War Manual, which is listed in there. So, and then his calm about, we need to go, we go, ladies and gentlemen, we go by the rule of, the rule of law, the law of war. It matters. There's a difference. Yes, it is, Joe. Yes, it is. But Joe ain't real, ladies and gentlemen. He's a Commonwealth Act number 671. It's a World War II history repeat. In World War II, after the FDR, here's your FDR thing again. They put a puppet in, they, the United States military and the government, put a puppet in, a man who everybody thought was the president, the whole media, the press, the people, they thought they had a new president until the war ended. It was revealed that he was not the president. The actual president was in what they call exile. He had full control of his military. He had full control of the protection of his people. And he was flown back and forth from the United States of America to the Philippines. And the other guy that everybody thought was president, he met the press. He spoke to the press. He talked to the press. And 
That was it. He had no control on anything. And I'm so sick of seeing people say Joe Obama as well. I'm tired of people saying that Obama ain't doing nothing. Obama is not behind the scenes. If you support the military, you believe in the military, then you got to believe in the military laws, the military orders, regulations, customs, codes, acts, and also the federal continuity government. Because Obama is not doing a thing. It's a it's a devolution. It's a reconstitution. It's unique. You've never seen it before. So it's going to look like that. You're going to feel awkward and weird because you've never seen it. But that don't mean anything. It's not a bad thing because you got a military personnel and a lot of veterans that are backing me now, a lot more coming out. Uh, and going, oh my gosh, this is this is insane. This is this is beautiful. It's unique. It's different, but it's what's taking place. And like I always, I can't show you because we're not on the visual here. But I always tell people, pull your keys out, your car keys, and shake them. Put them in one hand and shake them. And then ask yourself, who holds the keys to all the military bases in the world? And you're telling me the most corrupt corrupt if what people the average person out there thinks joe biden's president you tell me the most corrupt administration cannot take over this world with our military power with our weapon systems with our capabilities and you think that that the military is taking over this nation <laughs> and it take them seven years to do so i don't think so it's not not the case and even three years even if you want to go to the three years of of you know, but the legislation shows that that Donald Trump's laws and orders are in place. So, I mean, you got to apply some common sense. If you don't have common sense, then you're in perfect, perfect standing. Here's why. It's all in legislation. It's all in writing. It's it's book sense. Go read it. You don't need common sense in a different manner. So it works for the left brain, the right brain, common sense or someone who's book smart. Um, and it's it's a beautiful thing. I, I don't know. You know, I, it's. <laughs> There's not much else to say except you got to take it day by day. The only way you can follow it day by day at this point, though, is you got to if if you're someone that don't know the, the laws, the orders, the legislation, the bipartisan legislation, then you got to you got to go back to that. You got to know the basic blueprint. And then when you fast forward to where we are now, like the, the speech on uh, Israel by by quote unquote Biden. I mean, you'll be able to dissect and pick apart every little thing he says. Then you'll see like President Trump on this interview with NBC a few weeks ago. I got it pulled up here and I've, I've been showing some of it on, on you know, I'll, I'll do a video screen. Uh, that way it's not the full hour and 18 minutes that it is on here. Uh, but I'll take the snippets. And he says, well, he's talking about Joe Biden in present tense. And he's telling the reporter there or whatever she is, journalist. Um, he's telling her that, well, Joe Biden doesn't fit under, he doesn't, he doesn't fall under the presidential records act. I do. He doesn't. <laughs> he's sitting there telling you, you know, and I know that's hard for people who don't know the language to comprehend, but when you do know the language and you do know what the presidential records act actually covers, uh, and he's sitting there saying this three, two and a half years later, um, he just said, I was listening to it a while ago. Right before I got on here, I was I was going back finding more snippets of what he said, uh, and he said on here that he said I am the one who ended. I'm the one who stopped the Nord Stream too. He said even military officials, high-ranking officials, military and high-ranking government, had no clue what the Nord Stream was. I mean, so you know, there's a lot of people in military who have no clue what's going on. 
there's a lot of people, um, you know, veterans that don't know what's going on. There's a lot of people who worked in contract positions who don't know what's going on. It's because they don't read and they weren't needed. And here's a great example. And I'll, I'll close with this or I'm going to say close, but I'll, I'll shut up and, and, and say whatever I, whatever I got to say. But World War II, only 14 generals commanded World War II, ladies and gentlemen. And if you went up the most American who don't know anything about history, which is fine uh, until they do. But if you went up to most American and say, who do you think won World War II? They'd tell you that the Mar uh, United States, the greatest generation in the world, kicked butt. Okay. Well, guess guess what? Only 14 generals commanded World War II. 14. Donald Trump told you in 2016, I have 200 generals backing me right now, more to come. And 14 commanded World War II. And he got 200 way back then. And I've, I've got sources that say he has around 800 backing him. And I don't mean intel sources like that. I'm not one of those guys. Uh, but I'm talking about people, military personnel, uh, generals. And But, you know, the thing to keep in mind for civilians out there is when you hear 200 generals, this civilian mind typically goes to individuals, which is fine. But I'm here to tell you when I hear 200 generals, it's not hearing, it's knowing. 200 generals means 200 generals in their divisions. So that means generals from, from a general down to a colonel, to a lieutenant colonel, to a major, to a captain, to a lieutenant. Then you have your enlisted side. I mean, that, and you have all the lower enlisted. So that's what that means. 200 generals in their divisions. Um, and there's more than enough. And it, that don't mean there's a good military and a bad military. Um, that's another thing people have to realize. Military doesn't talk black hat, white hat, and all these other terminologies that people hear. The military don't talk like that. We don't use that kind of language. We don't use those kind of uh, definitions and terminology. Uh, so that's another thing that kind of confuses people. And you'll still see people out there, oh, the black hats did this today. The black hats ain't doing anything. The only people that's doing stuff on re retaliation levels right now are lower levels like us, where, where it's implementing uh, the new laws that are in place. Um, and who's going to uphold those laws? Who's going to apply those laws? Who's going to enforce those laws? There's going to be retaliations on our level because people are learning the laws and uh, people in place. Uh, you know, and the other thing is this is Donald Trump. If y'all think that Donald Trump, four more years of Trump would solve our world problems. If there wasn't an occupancy going, which I know it is, and I know there's a continent of government, government going. But if, if there wasn't. If the average Trump supporter out there thinks that just four more years of Trump would solve everything, that is a selfish way of thinking, for one. It's also, um, I, I don't want to use words that are derogatory whatsoever, but it, it wouldn't solve anything. And, and, you know, and then he's not going to live forever either. I mean, so you got to you got to apply that as well, that that look, we we are that we are that, too. He's just trying to empower everybody with the right kind of language, the right kind of terminology, the right kind of mindset. This is what our nation stands on. This is who we are. It's not all these other entities. All right. And so what they had to do was push everybody's back in the corner. At what point are you going to fight? At what point are you going to stand up and go, OK, you know, I'm over here on the comment box all day on Facebook, just just saying something, saying something, just get my two cents in. But what are you doing in your wor world? What are you doing where you are? What are you doing when someone is, is, you know, you know for a fact they're not doing something right? 
don't make you a gospel or whatever. If they're not doing something right by standard of the law and the order, say something, you know, do something about it. And that's where we are is that people don't even know their power. And and you have that power. We all have that power. You know, when people say my employer made me get the shot. No, he didn't. Your employer didn't make you do anything. You you let your employer have control over you. All right. Now, if if you know, if a company has 20 people in it and only uh, two people stand up and the other 18 don't, then, yeah, you might you might have gotten fired and you would have lost your job and that they, they company would have done fine. But this is where if everybody would realize what what takes place and where your power is, that nobody tells you what to do with your body. And that's where Christians, Lord help me, I've already taken that beat one time. I'll take it again. But, you know, it, it you can have your own opinion. That's fine. Ain't nobody saying that. You can have your own thoughts about what you think is right and wrong and what you think God's going to judge people on or ain't. But let them decide that you don't do that now. That don't mean the federal government's supposed to pay for it. That don't mean the state government's supposed to pay for it. That don't mean local government's supposed to pay for it. If you want to cut your wee-wee off, by all means, cut your wee-wee off. But I ain't paying for it. All right? That's as simple as that. You also ain't going to cram that crap down children's throats. You ain't going to say what children should do if they ain't your child. It's real simple stuff. And and it's an, it's a, an atrocity that we got this far. It's so like my dad, we were sitting there talking the other night. Can you imagine that we've having to have this conversation about this kind of stuff? I mean, can you imagine bringing just my our great-grandparents back and going, hey, grandma, great-grandma, we got people who can't even look in their underwear and know what they are. Can I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, that's where we are. And so uh, stay in your lane. Do your own thing. And the federal government has a certain function. State government has a certain function. Local government has a certain function. Learn those functions. Learn what those are. Let's let's clean those out, which is what's taking place. Let's clean them out and let local government be what it's supposed to be. And and keep your morals and keep your standards and keep all this stuff out of it. And when people run for office, so what if they live in a mobile home trailer? What's it to you? If they have a brain, why why does why does that like say anything about them? If they're smart people and people want to vote for them, do that. The mudslinging's got to go. We got to get a lot of stuff cleaned out that was never supposed to be in politics, never supposed to be uh, for for humanity's sake. Has nothing to do with your, how smart you are, intelligent you are, uh, anything of that nature. And when people learn to just like President Trump says, "America first, that's what he's saying. He's not saying America and nobody else. He's saying everybody needs to stay in their lane, do their own thing, think their own thoughts, and and here's where. Okay, what the founders meant by this. Here's what meant by this. Here's what same thing with other countries. Other countries have cultures. Stand by it. That's great. Fine. But don't do this and don't do this to your people and don't do this to your women and don't do this to your children. And that's what his whole, uh, you know, global, um, I call it peace deal trip was about. But it, it wasn't just about that either. But that's what he walked in those countries with. I have the, I have all the ammo. We have all the answers. We've called them all. We know it all. We called them all. We have it all. We called them all. We know what you've been doing to your women and children for years. We know about the tunnels. We know about the child trafficking. And here's what's going to take place. If you don't fight with us, then we will obliterate you. As President Trump says, obliterate, annihilate. We will obliterate you. 
and we'll expose you to the world. We'll show the world first what you're doing. And so that's, you got to get tough. You got to have a John Wayne mentality right now. You got to have a, a tough mentality. And, you know, that's just where we are. Thank you for all that. Uh, that information is definitely much needed. Um, I know you said you you had the had the goal. Do you have a little bit of time for like one or two questions? Oh yeah, absolutely. Cool. We can uh, definitely get into Q and A now because I'm sure there's a lot of patriots on here that would definitely love to speak with you right now. And uh, thanks again for coming on with us, Derek. Was honored to be here. I apologize if I talk too much, but no, you know I love to talk. Like. Uh, you know, um, there's some uh, in, important people out there with great messages and a lot of people are like, oh, if they just stop talking so much, it's like, you know, there's a thing it's called look, listen and learn. And you look, you listen, you learn and it doesn't say speak. So I enjoy anyone that's sharing knowledge and information. Um, it's very important in this time because it's an informational war. So all the information from your research that you share. I mean, I'm, I'm really honored to be able to receive it. So I appreciate it. Honor to be here. And Kelly will be doing questions and Kelly, you can take over now. Thank you for coming on, um, Derek. And the first person, what we will do is um, if you have a question, you will press the blue button in the middle. And the first person I have was Katrina. I have to find her. <clears throat> she might have jumped off, Kelly. Let's just go with the hand. Yeah, I'm just going to go raised. down. Don't take it personally, but the next person is Kathy. You're up, Kathy, and I'm going to open your mic. You can speak, Kathy. Uh, Derek, uh, thank you for all the information. And um, do you think uh, after September 12th of next year that they'll go, they will continue the 13848 executive order? Um, <clears throat> I don't believe so. I think that we should be in a full force by then, uh, visuals of certain things. I mean, I just go by what President Trump says because he's he's easy to follow once you know, obviously, all of what he's saying and what he's put out and, you know, what this is all about. And and personally, uh, one thing I didn't cover, which I can cover now, but for all the veterans out there, the reason why I'm so hard on the veterans is this. Well, one, I am one. But then two, because this is current bipartisan legislation, everything that President Trump has said has happened, one, has come true two and will come true three also in those orders um which i'll i've put up on my page i'll probably do it again for those that want to see it but um every code known to man that brings veterans back even retirees like myself uh has been invoked so uh, you know if you're a veteran and that don't mean you're gonna kick indoors and all the other stuff the language that we talk about doesn't mean that but I think by the time we get to closer to 2024, he says that's our final battle. I mean, he's been amping up a lot more of his speeches about, um, 
you know, tearing tearing down bad and ugly buildings. He talks about central casting a lot more. He's talking about uh, he's going over stuff now that would be more or less evidence kind of stuff, if you will, for the people that don't know what's going on. He's he's going back over a lot of stuff he said before again. Um, but the key thing that that people have forgotten about is one: you just had that emergency alert test recently. But look right. what happened. Look what happened in May. People don't forgot about the 50 senators that received those emergency satellite phones. All right. People don't forget about that. The other thing was just on TV the other day. I saw emergency radio uh, commercial and it, encouraging people to buy emergency radio. Why? Why all of a sudden not buy gold, not buy silver, you know, not buy. No, no. It says emergency radio. And it says it's not battery operating. Right. So it works off a of satellite. So why is that so precedent right now? Why is that a commercial on TV? How many people are looking at that commercial? So there's that left brain, right brain thing um, and flipping it around. But where I think that we we should be, um, one, because this was never about Trump being president. It was never about a one party affiliation. This is not a Republican conservative movement. This is a humanitarian. Um, and so in order to to flip and i don't mean flip in a bad way and this because i'm the very component saying hey we don't need to flip people with we're not trying to make everybody republican and conservative we're trying to show everybody that hey all the stuff that pinned us against each other all this time was a crock of crap right if you can live yes. in your house and live your life and i can live in mine and you be polar opposite of me on the way we believe in god and the way we believe in this and that then is if you're not hurting me Great. If I'm not hurting you, great. Right. And we come together on local level. Oh, hey, the sidewalk needs paid. Okay. Well, we got a fund for that. Well, and then cities and towns and state and federal. Right. So this is a humanitarian thing. And so President Trump said one thing, one big thing that people have forgotten about. And he said it a bunch of times. He said, We're going to take the homeless off the streets of the city and we're going to put them in FEMA accounts and give them the therapy and counseling and help they deserve, right? Well, if this, and I believe it is, but I'm saying I'm for other people, I try to talk in the, in the minds out there that don't know. If this is a humanitarian effort, it cannot be a one-sided event because if you if you went in like a true coup d'etat is, which is a true military takeover, visual military takeover, if you went in and you, you were, you know, kicking in doors and, you know, and you're going to do this and you're going to do that and you're going to listen to this and you're going to do that. If you did that, which coup d'etats don't always look like that, but let's just say they do. Um, but if you went in hostile and a hostile type takeover, then you would lose half this country because of that. Right. You would never gain that half over to go, hey, you've been under tyranny for a while and you don't realize it. You've been enslaved to this system. and You don't realize it. You never get them doing that so the other flip side is that well it's when you look at the the military moving in the way i think you create unity the way i think that that you do this the way they're going to do it and i said this other night is that you have biden and kamala and whoever else come out and uh they address the nation and they start spilling all the beans on everything and then they remove their mask Right on live TV. Mask comes off. 
and then you'll have people want to sit down and listen. But then where I think the veterans come into play is that we, I think that they call us back for that. And I think that's where the American people get to see all of us veterans working the way we do together cohesively. Uh, nothing against civilians or volunteers. There's nothing against that. And they might need that. I don't know. But more than likely not. Um, I think that's where the veterans get called back to duty. And by that time period, this was never about Donald Trump winning 2024 either. Because if it was about that, then it's, you're saying it's a party affiliation thing. Then, then you're, you're still losing half this nation to a party affiliation. And, oh, we got to get Trump back in. It's not about Trump. This is about humanity. So by this time next year, as we approach the 2024 election, you know, we should this if you make it look like not you, but obviously if, if they made it look like that, that Biden got four years, you automatically still lose half this nation, too, as well. So by this time next year, I think we got to be somewhere in one of those uh, where you start to see more of the military doing what they've been doing. A lot of these aircraft that I show, if you follow that in me, what I'm showing is most of these aircraft are running reconnaissance. They're running like they're they're charting their like where they're going to land and where they're going to pick up. And like a lot of these helicopters. Now, a lot of them ain't even on the radar. Like the other day, of course, I'm in Nashville now. I haven't been able to go in downtown a whole lot, but. The other day, they sh- I was showing a buddy. We were in Nashville riding around, and there were aircraft all over, and it was helicopters, Blackhawks now, and they weren't nowhere near Vanderbilt Hospital and St. Thomas or any of the hospitals, and they were landing on buildings and streets, and they were all Army aircraft. All right, and and the the most local is a National Guard base, and they were nowhere near Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Fort Campbell, Tennessee. So and it was in the middle of the week. That's not how the National Guard operates. Um, and that's been also the frustrating thing, too, with veterans out there is that the National Guard are operating on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, out of state. That's not how the National Guard operates unless there's a state emergency uh, with natural disasters or things. that, And there hasn't been. So, it's not that, you know, Katrina is the last time the majority saw military in full action like that, uh, doing what they were doing with uh building uh, man dams and things like that, damming up uh, waterways and water spills. But so personally, I just think that because this is a, not a party affiliation operation that this time next year, somewhere between now and in that next, that next season, because the fed, the federal continuity directive shows the first one shows that it it's been completed 2018 to 2022. The second one was 2020 to 2024. So this was always going to be that. And that don't mean December 31st, 2024. It don't. Um, but it just had to have a, a four-year clause there. And then also I think that we, we move into something you're going to start seeing. The, I, I don't know. When are they going to flip the TVs? When are they going to flip the EAS? But all the EAS stuff is to do that. I don't, you know, I tell people all the time, one, not to fear because military shows are in control by laws and legislation. The continuity of government shows the government or under a continuity of government, which has been controlled under the military occupancy. And so it's nothing to fear, first off, but they're showing you the EAS for a reason. It's a hot topic in the quote-unquote mainstream media every day for a reason, but it's for a different kind of reason. And I just think that by this time next year, we'll be somewhere between here and there. Um, we're going to see... Um, 
you know, why Donald Trump put all those codes in to call us veterans back. Um, and he just truthed this the other day. He retruthed someone's post uh, about veterans. Remember your oath. Um, so he's retruthing a lot of things. He's been retruthing uh, the J Dr. Jan lady that's been talking about me a lot. Um, so that's another indirect way for people to, um, you know, listen to me and not because it's me, but because I'm showing all his laws and orders and his comms and optics. Um, and that's, that's very important. It's a great question because it's a very important for people to see. You always got to listen to him because he's, he's laying down the, you know, everything of the legislation in a different manner. Uh, no, that's awesome. Derek, how many more, how long do you have left for questions? We'll just do like 10 minutes. And I know I talk, a long time. <laughs> my no, poor dad, made, my poor dad good. makes fun of me. My dad even makes fun of me. He's talking about like, yeah, he showed me a, a post the other day that someone put up that, uh, Derek Johnson, uh, two, que two questions rapid fire with Derek Johnson is two hours. And I was like, well, that's fine. Cause people get, people get a long answer, not a short answer. No, I'm from the South. I do the same thing. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do is one more person. I apologize, but we love you to come back on a course uh, to get more well, questions in the near future. But let's um, do that. How about let's do that in the future. Let's just do a, an all out Q and a, and then that way I don't talk and we just do Q and a, no, this has been great. I'm sure Mike would be appreciative if you did that, but um, the next person is Katrina and I appreciate you coming on and then I'll hand it back to Mike. Thank you again. And Katrina, you're up. You might have to leave and come back in, Katrina. It sounds like her mic is open. Uh, Katrina, your mic's open. Did you have a question for Derek? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay. I was sitting here talking to myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I do that awesome. a lot, so don't, don't feel yeah. bad. I know. Listen, I want to, uh, well, I'll repeat myself. Um, I just want to thank you for everything that you do. You breathe life and hope back into the, the, the country. Um, and, but I have a, I have a question. Um, a lot of the podcasters that I listen to, they're all talking about the illegals sort of, you know, coming flooding across our open borders and that the, our government is not putting them up, um, places, but giving them credit cards and whatever. Um, in other words, they're saying things are going to get really bad 
that we're going to have a near-death experience in our country with a lot of of people dying. So do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, do you think that they're the white hats, so to speak, are going to let that happen? Well, you know, I've been on shows before where I'm all right with, with certain people depending on who they are using the term white hat and black hat. And, but, and, and I try not to create arguments and, and it, and then making people because this mission is about people. And mm-hmm. I, I always strictly come from military cause I'm a veteran. All right. And mm-hmm. now you don't know me from Adam's Haskat as far as like me personally in my heart and whatnot. But as we know in, in life, Actions speak louder than words and actions have to be proven daily and it takes time to build trust. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And that, and that's everything in our life. We all have to build trust with somebody. And even like George Strait, George Strait has a song of 15 years of, of heaven for one short night of sin from blue skies forever to an end. I mean, you know, and so we know that we can have 30 years of trust and then one day just blow it. Right. And it, and it mm-hmm. takes it takes a while to get that trust back, even after 30 years. It depends on what it is. It on what it is. Right. So yeah. when you when you look at some of these podcasters, though, a lot of them, one, it's a free market. OK, two, this is a good movement going on, even on the with the people. Right. The Patriot movement, the Patriot side of things and the Patriots who are awake. Well, good people good hearts, you know, giving people, loving people, kind people, courteous people, um, a lot of vulnerable people, um, which is where it gets scary, right? And a lot of people are willing to to buy something or or support something or, you know, things like that, right? So that's where it gets into the hairline. I don't use people's names and I don't put down podcasts. I just don't go back on them after I, uh, you know, do... It's like I tell people, I know what I'm doing there and I'm there for the people. I know my motives. But a lot of these people's motives are not there. They're not reading legislation. They're not they don't know military language because they weren't in it. Now, you don't have to be a veteran. Like I say, you don't have to. But when you this is that hairline that I talk about is your action. And then when you when you show otherwise and, and then you start spreading fear. I mean, there's nothing worse than a civilian spreading fear to a civilian when a military veteran is saying, hey, this is what Donald Trump put into place. And most of you are Donald Trump supporters. I'm told I'm showing you what he put into place. I'm showing you his legislation, his laws, his orders, and they're still active. They're still current. They're still being extended. It's an occupation. Then you got to know what an occupation is, a, a military occupation. Right. So a lot of those podcasters frustrate me because. I'm like, you have a platform. What I'm showing is not secretive. What I came out with, I say it's my blueprint because I'm the one that that talked about it first. I'm the one that showed everybody where to find it. However, the however is is that I didn't write it. I didn't pass it. I didn't come up with a strategy. I didn't come up with a plan. But the other way you flip it to find your positive, though, in a different manner, through the laws and orders, even even if the laws and orders are hard for you, is that if Joe Biden was really in control, if the most corrupt, what people think is the most corrupt government is in control, if they were really in control and, and Joe Biden was really the commander in chief 
and he was really Mr. Gloom and Doom, and everybody thought the world's caving in. One, it would even it would either cave in a lot quicker and a lot quicker by now, or the military would be working against the people a lot quicker by now, and that's just not the case. And it ain't how the military works in the first place. All right, the military is a separate entity, and, and the military doesn't serve a president. So that that and here's where, real quick, if I may, get into the oath really fast again. Here's what the oath says: I, Derek Johnson, do solemnly swear to support and defend. So I'm first. I took this oath first. I, Derek Johnson, do solemnly swear to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. So it's about my oath first. See how that works? That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. Then it says that I will bear, that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the officers appointed over me. And then it says what? According to what? Regulations and Uniform Code of Military Justice. Here's what that means. At any one point, do any of them go against those regulations and that uniform code of military justice, guess what we can do? Boom, boot them. All right. And that's why when you have witnesses in the military, anybody who's ever been in the military that's in this room knows this. It's rare to see this, but it does happen. When someone gets down on your ass, as they say it in the military, and they're, they're humiliating you or doing something like that, and you know your regulation, if you're in the Army, you have the AR-670-1 Army Regulations Handbook, and you say, well, according to uh, Section uh, 2.3 of AR-670-1, it says this, this, and this. And you got people around witnessing that, and you called out, let's say that was a private first class calling out a sergeant major. All right. And they got witnesses of that. And they get in a, a court of law, which would be a military court, a courts martial. And all those witnesses went in there for that private first class against that sergeant major. And he said, well, he quoted the AR-670-1 to the T, and sergeant major went against that. Guess whose butt it is? It, it's the sergeant major who way outranks the private first class. So and that's what our military personnel has forgotten, too. Our military was established to prevent wars, not start it. All right. And we've we've lost track of that. Not everybody. So these podcasters out there don't know that stuff. A lot of the civilians don't. And there's a lot of veterans that don't. But but it ain't a lot of veterans with podcasts. So that's where you got to be careful. And I, it's a. It, I'm not here, like I said, to be a podcaster. So, you know, I'm here to deliver the, the laws and the orders and the facts of the military side first from a veteran side and a military side, keeping the oath to you, the people. All right. So at the end of the day, this ain't a popularity contest and they can dog me, fight me, hate me, ridicule mop, everything. But it don't matter. Guess who's going to come out in the end? I am because this is what legislation shows. And I'm just showing you what Donald John Trump and the military put into place. And so all these podcasters out there saying this gloom and doom is happening. Look, I have an all access pass to the border. I've been to the border. It, it, there, first off, I've been there when it's been blistering hot, too. But that, I mean, it, miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. These people ain't going there. They're just all a bunch of doomsday that they wearing on your feelings, wearing on your emotions. It ain't that. It's not. I mean, I went to the, the one of the most easiest access portals of the border, there wasn't nothing there. What Donald Trump's talking about is a policy. He's not talking about 15 million people literally coming across the border. He's calling out people through f policies and things of that nature who they want to let in here back when, when Obama was president. 
they ain't nobody coming through the border with Donald John Trump. They ain't nobody coming through there right now. All the stuff that you see, what does he tell you? It ain't what I'm telling you. Trump says it all the time. He says central casting. Tom Homan is a great guy. I met him down at Trump International. Uh, Tom Homan punched me right in the ribs, and I'm, I think they're still sore to this day. But he's a big guy, cool guy. And uh, so at CPAC, Trump's up speaking. He says, Tom Homan, where's Tom Homan at? Tom, where's he at? Oh, there he is over there. Central casting. Right. Well, if I was going to say if I was going to be in a big event, let's say I'm doing a massive concert, country music concert. We got everybody in Texas and we're all out in the field and we're having a good time. And but I don't know everybody, but I know you. Or I know, you know, one of my other friends is there and I say, you know, I say, hey, Des, I'm going to give a shout out. To my Where's that? Where's Des at? Where, where the, oh, they're right there. You're central casting. And my friend Des is sitting there going, oh, man, he's going to give me a shout out. Maybe he'll plug my company. Maybe I'll get a little business in there. And uh, all these people. And I go, central casting. Um, how many people want to know what the heck central casting means? All right. And then how many people are going to go look it up? Central casting. You go to central casting right now on Google. What's it say? It's a leading background. First thing that pops up is centralcasting.com. Leading background actor agency in the nation. How many times has Donald Trump said central casting to a general or a TV general? He calls them a TV general. He says they're foolish, they're dumb, they're incompetent, they don't know what's going on. He's showing you're under military occupancy. All right. All those quote unquote illegals that came over to they were over in Nantucket Island, all this, like they were shipped, they were dressed better than you and I were. Okay. And here's where you go to go to legislation. That's all your fun and drama stuff in a fun way. They were all shipped there on purpose. It was all Everything's under control. What Donald Trump's talking about is policy, and here's his policies. He has four national emergencies with executive orders for Nicaragua, Venezuela, uh, Haiti, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, missing one. Uh, anyway, we'll just use those three right now because I'm drawing a blank. But so those three, the closest one of those to the U.S., to Texas, to the border, where they claim all these people are, when they were showing everybody Del Rio, Texas, the closest one of those, 1,536 miles. All right. Those are all the same things that, quote unquote, that Biden was quoting when he was going to end. He was going to end the national emergency of the, the COVID and all this other stuff back in May that everybody's done forgotten about as well. All right. He did not. One, first off, uh, one of those is still wide open. Um, and so you got to apply that. All right. Those countries, those four countries, the closest one, you have to cross water on top of it, a major water system, the Gulf of Mexico or the Panama Canal. All right. So those four, the closest one, 1,536 miles. They're not walking. They didn't walk that far. They didn't drive that far. They can't drive over the uh, especially the ones the Haitians the dirt. You know, I'm not picking on them, but they're dirt poor Haitians. They didn't. I mean, my God, if they swam all the way across or if they managed to get a boat all the way across, they, you got to apply all these things. Right. And that's where people that's where it frustrates me for you in a, in a good way, because all these podcasters, uh, it's a free market. It's a free society. It's a capitalist society. And everybody thinks they have a voice right now. Everybody thinks that they know something right now. Everybody wants. But do they? No, they really don't, because. I take Donald Trump's torch for him and I tell what he did.
I show what he did. I show what the military's got in place on the military side. And then I pull in the federal government side and how they coincide. None of these people are doing that to this day. And it's disappointing. It's sad. It's frustrating uh, because when I talk to you, I talk to you as someone who is still under an oath. I'm not still in service, but I'm still under an oath. And my heart is right. My motives are right. And, you know, I have no subscriptions, you know, and, and how do you support me? Merchandise and music. Do I make you buy that? No. I can't make you. I wouldn't make you. A lot of these people are wanting to be the news, tote the news and all that. They want a name. They want a face. They want to. There's some kind of validity they want. And when a man starts seeking validity in other people, you're in trouble. My validity comes because it's all right here on paper. And I'm saying, okay, well, okay, if I'm an idiot, I get all the time. You're an ignorant fool and all that. You know, I get the hate mail I get. I laugh. I'm sitting there. I'm thinking. I'm an ignorant fool who knows how to read that stuff that I didn't put into writing. I didn't put in the law on .gov and .mil sites that Joe Biden, quote unquote. OK, let's go with the narrative. He's real. Why is he extending all the Donald Trump stuff? Why is not one single thing he's done his own law? Everything that he's done has been all Donald Trump's laws. And so, you know, it, even if you're someone who can't I'm not saying you are, but I'm saying someone listening to this question. Even if you're someone who can't comprehend the complexity of the occupancy of the government, the continuity. and But just that little thing alone hearing, hey, look, I'm telling you right now, this is what's happened. Donald Trump put all this in order and Joe Biden's extended all of it. Not a single thing that Joe Biden has done is of his own. It's all of Donald Trump's. That should raise a, a you go raise an eyebrow right there and go, well, that's weird. And say, yeah, it is. But here's why. Then you get them. So all these podcasters, I mean, there's a ton of people. You look at all these events. I'm not knocking these. I'm going to three this weekend um, in in Nashville. Um, one of my own, uh, just a little meet and greet. Uh, but, you know, but you look at all these people talking. I'm not knocking them, but not a single one of them are, are talking the straight up legislation, laws, orders of what's going on, what's taking place. And how do you, what do you do with that? How do you do with it? They're gloom and doom, doomsday. Oh, we're going to, yo, we're going to be attacked and this, that, and other, and that, and that, and that, you know? And, and you say, are you a Trump supporter? Yes. Heck yeah. That's my president. It's the same thing. And I'm like, well, if he's your president, why don't you listen to his laws and orders? Why don't you listen to him when he talks? So, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of like you're, if you're a parent, you know, <laughs> if, if my dad used to tell me all the time, um, when I was growing up, I was questioning I'd, on the farm, but he'd say, tell me to do something. And I was like, are you sure? And he'd, he'd just raise his right arm or left arm up and he'd take his other arm and he'd pat under his underarm. And I'm like, what do you, what's that mean? And he says, if I tell you a chicken dip snuff, go check under her wing. And I walk away going, what is my dad crazy? And I, you know, as I got older, you know, it's just an old Southern colloquial saying, hey, if I tell you a chicken dips Copenhagen, you go look under her wing. That can of Copenhagen is going to be there. It's crazy. And it sounds whatever to some people. But that's kind of the way I feel with, with Donald Trump. Right. I look I'm I'm operating under him because he is a full fledged commander chief by full definition. And the military laws and the military orders show what's going on. 
And they show it via not so much where you can go look at military laws and orders from the standpoint of, oh, oh, here's where this is. okay. Uh, when the continuity of government is this, then that means the military's no. But all the all the federal side support the actions that you see with the military and that military in the, in the air. And that's not what's taking place. Now, he is saying a lot of stuff because he has to appeal to the people out there because so many people. How many people? I mean, do you think not you, but do you think that that 330 million people? Let's just go with it's 332 million po- population. Even if you went with half of that, but if let's just say let's go over over half because that would be ideal. So if you went to let's say two hundred and twenty million, if we got two hundred twenty million people to go, hey, here's the laws and orders legislation. Here's what it means, and they all of a sudden should just be snap on your finger, educated on that. Think about where we would be as a nation, all right? And put politics aside and your orientations aside and your party affiliations and your religious and all that. You put all that aside and you just go, boom, this is what legislation does. This is what it means. This is what's going on. I mean, think of that. And so a lot of these podcasters are taking advantage of good people right now. And a lot of them are falling for it. And it, and it goes back to that quote I just put up today. I said, I said that. I was being a little funny with my, you know, being like, well, I said that. Uh, I put up a quote and then I put another quote up that I made up that false prophets False prophets aren't sharing God's word, all right? False prophets aren't sharing that the laws and orders of Donald Trump. That that would make if you're showing the blueprint, you ain't a false prophet. Why would a why would a false prophet show all of the answers, the laws, the orders, the codes, and everything? Why would the false prophet show the operation? That, that that's not a false prophet, all right? So that's where we are, and we have a lot of false prophets, and we have people who don't know how to discern that. And the way you discern it is Donald John Trump. He's the face of this whole thing. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be talked about every single day. Now, almost three years later, if he wasn't a threat, if he didn't know something. Um, but it goes beyond that. Hey, of course, he knows it all. He knows everything. He tells you that. He's told you that. And this is an operation. So I, I just I think it's sad that we're we're three years, almost to three years. And you still have these podcasters who are just it's sad because people cannot differentiate the difference in military. And I'm not saying you got to be a veteran to tote the news. I'm not. But but if you're going to be a civilian and you're going to mislead civilians with doomsday, with negativity and all the things that defy God's word, first and foremost, and then defies military mindsets uh, and, and what we stand for, then I have to call that out. You know, I agree with you, Derek. Uh, that's one thing that I I really try to preach on here is to, you know, look at one's fruit. And if anyone, you know, if you're going to different chats or you're following certain podcasters or whatnot and you're starting to feel like you're getting fear inside your spirit, you might want to step away. And there's a cue post where it says, be careful, you know, be careful who you follow. And uh, everything that you said is absolutely correct. Appreciate that message. Well, and I'm, I just want, you know, we all want the best. People who have good hearts want the best for, for people. And that's where we are. It's like, all right, we, you know, at some point you have to stand up and go, okay, enough's enough with that. And, um, you know, 
start start walking a fine line or, or hey you're misleading people and there and they can be um i don't know what to the you know to the extent of how far they'll take it uh, but they can be charged with stuff at the end of this depending on what it was they were saying what it was they were doing i mean everybody's being watched in a different kind of manner because we are in a true uh flip of the equation and flip of uh, you know, cleaning out the swamp. We don't, we don't need these same people being the ones that rise up and take it, you know, get in those spots. Uh, and that can very easily happen if we don't recognize that. Absolutely too. Uh, a lot of these people becoming celebrities and uh, it's dangerous because a lot of people I've noticed as much as I've had this group, a lot of people have got scammed from a lot of different people and it's uh it's sad and um i'm sure those people their names are on the list so really appreciate you Del, yeah. Derek. well i appreciate it appreciate uh your platform too and you know i appreciate everybody being here and you know we've obviously we you know three hours is a long time for certain people on a thursday night but hey i mean it's uh you know I, I tell people we're in the sacrifice modes right now of, of life. And, um, and once we get through all this, there's going to be a day where we're all, you know, kicked back doing whatever you celebrate. There's going to be that president Trump's already told you that we're going to have a year long celebration on the 250th, uh, birthday. So he's already told you. Um, so there's a, there's a, there's a monumental great day coming, uh, when everybody will be validated in their own kind of manner. Um, and, you know, and I'll, I'll fade back in to, uh, to the, to the woods and, uh, be, be a, uh, a cowboy country boy enjoying hunting and fishing. And I'll just fade back in and, and ride off to the sunset and saying this, uh, uh, my oath, my oath will be fulfilled. Absolutely. Uh, and I want to tell everybody that's on this chat right now, if you guys haven't went and listened to right here, right now, uh, every Saturday morning, I go to the barn and I'm mucking the horse stalls and on my way to the barn, I'm playing that, man. That is, let me tell you, let me tell you, Derek. Um, oh, uh, right, right beer that, right that, now, that, man. That, I, that's, I guess the... that's a, that is a hit, man. That's a hit. I got the uh, I got my little my little mug right here. I was I was looking at too. I got to get these made up uh, tumbler as as is. I got to get some. I got the right beer right now. I got the only one out there that uh, it's a sample that, and I got to get them made up. So, but I appreciate that. So, most definitely. And then I'll, I'll hook up with uh, you and the team, and then try to get you back on here for a Q and A for the members that couldn't get their questions in. Yeah, because I want I want people to feel like that they you know I don't want people feeling like that I'm too good for questions. I I just tell people I I'm I'm too long on answers and I got to learn how to <laughs> I got to learn how to condense that down sometimes. But then again, I don't like people feeling like they got a short answer, you know. So well, Stephanie, and thank you, Derek. Um, hopefully, you have a really good night, and I'll definitely stay in touch to get that hooked up for a Q and A. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for your time. Hey, thank you too. We'll see y'all soon.